No more messing around. You're dead right here and now. Yeah, you can't get away and you're out of options. It's over. Wait, wait, my turn, my turn, my turn! Oh crap, guys, she's right. We have to wait for her. Yeah, we've been fighting for years and this is almost over, but it is her turn. I wish you'd get on with it, though. What the heck is going on over there? Sorry, guys, but I just prepared 50 episodes of filler. You'll have to wait through it all before I show up again. <laughs> hey, paisanos, it's the Backtrack Brothers Super Show. We're the Backtrack Brothers, and old school are games. We're not like the others. You get all the fake. If your backlog's in trouble, you can call us in the double. We're more retro than the others. You'll be hooked on the brothers. Get hooked on the brothers. You're in for a treat, so hang on to your seat. Get ready for adventure from RPG. So we got consoles, computers, handhelds, and the others. Listen to our show. You'll be hooked on the brothers. Yeah, yeah. RPG Backtrack, where we talk about computer and console role-playing games from the way back when, right up through yesteryear. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Mike Minky. Welcome to RPG Backtrack. This is a number 176 as seen on TV. I should be watching TV right now. <laughs> and we're, we're is here. Is Netflix the same as TV? It, it really is nowadays. It really is. And and I'm totally missing out on the new Mystery Science Theater 3000. And I really don't know why. Because you told me, Phil, we have to do this show. And I'm like, Mike, but is Mystery Science Theater 3000 redone or whatever? And you're like, but Phil, the we reboot. have to find the reboot. I mean, we still have to do this. And you're like, no, Phil, we have to do a podcast. Mr. Apps is waiting for us. It'll, responsibilities. It'll, it'll be there waiting for you. But, this is over. But Jonah and the bots are waiting for me. Just, I don't know. They're lost in space and they're being forced to watch movies. Yes, they're they're being forced to watch Reptilicus and the land that time forgot and Dungri. Hmm. So, yeah. <sighs> but, yes, yeah, so you have me, I'm Phil Willis, and that's Mr. Mike Meeky, and that other Mike is Michael Apps, and we're here to talk about games today instead of talking about Mystery Science Theater 3000 reboot, and I don't know why, but that's what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> that's what I've heard. And and what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about TV stuff, <laughs> right? As in manga. Manga. Manga games. Games made from manga. Manga made into games, or anime made into games. Holy crap, there's a whole list here. Usually, usually works like you have the manga, it's uh-huh. made into an anime, uh-huh. and somebody in the corporate headquarters of Japan decides, hmm, this is doing well. We need more tie-ins. We have already produced enough toys and games of the conventional board variety to fill the markets. We must make video games. And sometimes they don't go with a standard fighting game. They might go with an RPG. Yeah, and there's like a whole list here. 
And and because I'm all depressed about missing out on the Mystery Science Theater 3000 reboot um, and doing this show, uh, you know that means I'm just going to have to cope by opening up a cold can of Devastator. Ah. Devastator. Feel the power of Wasatch Utah's brewery finest. Woo! So, yay. Um... Speaking of liquor, totally off topic. But if you guys, if you guys thought that that Utah was backwards in its liquor laws, and you know from the Stone Ages, well, just in case you thought maybe that was going away, Utah has just uh, lowered the blood alcohol limit for being hit being hit with the DUI down to point oh five. That's like two sips of wine, and and so I'm just saying, just just I, I don't know. In Florida, it was like ten. So, oh, well, all right. All right. So we're going to take a break. It, it doesn't sound like the Mormons are chomping at the bit to have more people drinking. No, no, no. Just just in case people thought we weren't the party capital of the world. We we just want to make sure people understood. We take that. We take that very seriously here in Utah. So uh, we're going to take a teeny tiny break and drink some more. <laughs> and then we're going to come back and talk about games. Unless... I just hang up on this call and go watch Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's kind of a toss-up right it. now. It's so, a trap. Yeah. It's a trap. We'll be right back. dive into the main event that's usually where we take a particular game or a series of games and we dive into all the juicy bits and details a little bit of a different show today as what we're doing is we're diving into a whole bunch of anime and manga uh, spin-off video games uh, from just all over the place and we're going to talk about how awesome they are because only good things can come when you take your favorite anime series and turn them into RPGs. And uh, we're going to start off this lively discussion with a Dragon Ball Z Haru Kanu Haru Denzitsu. Uh, I yes, that is, that is the title it was released under outside Japan. Haru Kanaru Densetsu. Which, which, uh, yeah, that's going to help yourselves, figures. <laughs> Developed by Namco uh, Bandai, published in North America by Atari. 
and this was released on the Nintendo DS in North America on June 5th, 2007, a single and multiplayer RPG experience. All right. I, take it away, guys, because... We, we, prob- we probably should have covered this in that DBZ show we did quite a while ago, actually. But I didn't know about it at the time, and then I discovered it and thought I'd give it a shot. And my conclusion after playing this thing is that it is, in fact, the worst Dragon Ball Z RPG out there. Wow. <laughs> Worse than Legacy of Goku. Because Legacy of Goku goes by pretty fast. This takes its sweet freaking time. But by worst, you mean it's like worst of the best, so it's still really good, right? Uh, maybe if you stop after a couple of missions and say, yep, I've had enough. But no, if you keep going, oh, you're gonna, you will deserve what you get if you keep going with this. <laughs> okay, so your structure is you play as four different characters. They alternate between Goku, Gohan, Piccolo, Vegeta. You, you have to clear certain progress with each of them in order to access new levels with others. And uh, let's see. How do you fight in this game? Well, it looks kind of like a board game. You just, you're given five cards at every turn and you pick one of those cards and it will allow you to move up to eight spaces. And then each card has an attack and a defense rating. Out of battle, the attack rating means that's how many spaces you can move. The defense rating (coughs) means... That there will always be a random enemy that comes along when you stop moving. And if its random card is higher than the random number on your defense, then you will fight it. If it is lower, then you will automatically not have to fight. Huzzah! Ooh, deep. So, you get into a fight, and it is entirely card-driven. You've got five cards, your enemy has five cards. You don't know what your enemy's cards are. Strategy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Deep now, strategy. You got several types of card. Here, there's the type of card that you will get, you use an item. If you don't have that card, you cannot use an item. That's that's another great thing about this. You've got the card that honestly let me let me refresh my own memory on precisely the, how the combat system works because ugh, so. But it, the main the main thing we need to remember with this is that luck. Luck is what determines it. If you are unlucky when you fight, then you will never be able to get a strike off against the enemy. The enemy will kill you, and you get to repeat the level. Because this is one of those awesome portable games that gets some really long levels eventually, and the instant you have a bad play in one of them and lose, you're you're out, oh, I don't know, hour and a half, maybe even two hours of progress. All gone. Oh, that, your, that's that Phil's favorite game. mechanic in the whole world. I knew it. That, that's why I mentioned it to you, Phil, because I wouldn't want you to think that it's going to be kind to you. It won't. Nice. Now, let's see. Oh, that's right. Ria was the only person who commented on this review I did, even though he never plays portable games, and he made that clear every time he showed up on the forums. I don't know why he did that. Did he make that clear? I don't oh, remember oh, that at he, all. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> crystal. Crystal clear. Portable games. Just don't do them. Okay. So you move around the map. get into fights. You don't see the enemy's choice. Eventually, you, you are able to uh, combine your cards in three different ways so that you can use more than one at once. But the enemies can do it, too, so you still might have draws. And... <sighs> all right. 
So let's take a scenario here. There's a moment in the series where Gohan has to fight Vegeta to distract him while the broken Goku is trying to transfer the spear bomb. This is conveyed in this game by Gohan walking into Vegeta, fighting him, walking into him again, fighting him, walking into him again, fighting him. Uh, If you're lucky, you might only fight Vegeta six times in that map. If you're unlucky, you might fight him seven or eight before it's over. And it's exactly the same fight every time. In fact, you are on the map. You you just see that Gohan is, again, walking towards Vegeta, who is walking towards you, and you get to fight some more. (laughs) This sounds like the worst game. Oh, this is an early map, so beating Vegito doesn't take that long each time. Let's see here. Late in the game, you get... I suppose I should mention here that by the strictest of standards, I did not complete the game. You can get four endings. I beat it with Vegeta, which is, con- which is done by... You fight Cell in his middle form three times, and then you fight him in his perfect form twice more, and then, his, and then all of his are over. The, the game is over for Vegeta. So I got it, the credits there. I attempted to progress and get to that point with Piccolo. After about an hour and a half on the map, I fought Cell once, I fought some androids a couple of times, and I fought Cell again. Cell has this wonderful, it's so awesome ability where you can, um, he can heal himself when he hits you sometimes. And I lost, and I lost an hour and a half progress, and I tried it again and lost again. And then I just said, I'm done. I am not sacrificing the remaining amount of my time to finish this with Piccolo and then go on to finish it with Goku and Gohan just for the thrill of looking at more ending screens with a bunch of people whom I will just proceed to curse as the credits proceed. <laughs> now, I, I know enemy variety is highly overrated, so Harukanaru Densetsu does a great job of just removing that from your options. Do you like the Cybermen? I hope you do, because you will fight a lot of Cybermen. In fact, you will fight so many Cybermen that even after Frieza is dead, you will get to fight more Cybermen, because the androids have cloned Cybermen. That is the explanation you get in the game. Nice. Well, you gotta Um, gotta kill them all. You will fight Cybermen. You will fight that funky T-Rex slash Styracosaur thing that Akira Toriyama cooked up in some fit he was having. You will fight three different varieties of Frieza soldier. They they fight exactly the same, so it doesn't really matter. And at the very end of the game, you will fight Cell Juniors. Those are the those that is every random encounter you can have in the game, all of them. Nice. I know. See, the developers were clearly thinking that people weren't given enough time to clearly understand all of the nuances and subtleties of the foes they were facing, so they needed to encounter them as many times as possible. And here's here's another example of how lovely this game is about wasting your time. You might think that fighting Frieza's first and second forms once with one character would be enough. You would be wrong! Absolutely wrong! <laughs> as you know if you actually watch the show, Piccolo never even saw Frieza's first form, but he gets to fight it now and a second form, and then Vegeta gets to fight the first form, and the second form, and then Gohan gets to fight the first form, and the second form. And only when all three of them have gotten through it, can you finally move on and see something new. <laughs> and... That's breaking there, there is experience. <laughs> oh, yes. 
rather than than use any of the filler that was thrown out in the show or the movies, you get a couple of odd filler moments. Like Vegeta just deciding that he's going to get stronger by beating up people in his dreams. And then he goes and fights people that he couldn't beat in real life, so he beats them in his fantasy. Okay. (laughs) And, yeah, there is experience. There are levels. I'm not really sure how they work because you never see any stats. And if you need to buff up, you get to do it by going through old levels. And here's the best part. When you go through the old levels... You can't skip any of the text that came with it. So you have to you have to slowly scroll through all of it all over again. I think what you mean to say is you get to enjoy it all again in its entirety. In its glorious entirety, right? Yeah, you know, that's it's true. about enjoying. That is true. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm obviously ha- I had a hard day and I wasn't prepared to truly extol the virtues of this game. Uh, Thank you for correcting me. You're quite welcome. (laughs) So let's see. You you get the random cards, and you know what? Because there are several different card types, if you don't have a card type that lets you attack, you can't attack. (laughs) Again, if you, you may have a bunch of healing items on hand. Well, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the the card that lets you use an item, you can't heal. <laughs> Even better, of course, is that if you're trying to heal in a fight, not only do you need the item card, but you need it to be a, a higher number than the card that your enemy pulls out when you're trying to heal. If it isn't, then you not only don't get to heal, but you take another hit. Sweet. <laughs> yes, that's... See, th- this is another truly creative moment. Most games actually give you some clue and let you strategize, but this one, it lets you just kind of guess. And let's see here. I can slam the localization. Of course, you already knew since it was loca- since it was released outside Japan under the title Harukanaru Densetsu <laughs> that these people were not trying very hard to make it appeal to English speakers. <laughs> so you will probably not be very surprised to see that when you're reading some of the dialogue you'll find words that are missing, misspellings, and other stuff that seems like it was translated through babblefish at spots. And this is, of course, Dragon Ball, so it's not the kind of story where people have never heard of it and will just let it go. (laughs) They they couldn't slip that out of the radar? (laughs) Maybe they tried, but they failed. Uh, We'll just change some not-so-minor details. I'm sure they'll never notice. I mean, it's just a... Who's ever heard of Dragon Ball Z? (laughs) Yeah, remember when Vegeta got to come in and actually fight Frieza and King Cold when they arrived on Earth? You probably don't, because that didn't happen, but here it is. (laughs) Remember when Piccolo got to do the same thing? Because you have to do it with both of them before it'll move on? Well, now you get to. Aren't you thrilled? And let's see... On the map, the graphics are, you know, they're, they're Super Nintendo level. They're cute. They're nothing particularly exciting. In battle, oh, I hope you love still frames and flashing purple images to indicate attacks because you're going to get lots of them. Who needs art? It's overrated. Who needs visual art? Because clearly, just an immobile image will convey the same thing, right? Exactly. And there's... a most of the, of the music is okay, but I want to single out the track that plays while you fight androids, because it sounds like Lou Reed's Metal Machine music. 
just distortion and white noise with no discernible <laughs> melody of any kind. And of course, the androids play a role in the game because they played a role in the story of the series. So you're going to fight them and you're going to hear it a lot. And you're stuck with the white noise blaring in your ears. But everyone loves white noise. Of course. I'm, I'm obviously being too negative because I'm really injured by white on time. I, I can't forget. <laughs> anyway, that is, I could go on, I, but honestly, to what end? I think I have said a lot that is not positive about this game. So let me try and find something that is, in fact, positive. Um, uh, not many people remember it now. There. <laughs> I already forgot its name. Uh, well, okay, okay, so we got off to a little <laughs> bit of a bad start, but I'm sure... Really? This is better than I thought it was going to start. I'm sure it just gets better <laughs> from here, right? Because it has to. I'm pretty sure it has to. Because um, I'm looking at... I'll tell you why. I, I've got some high hopes for the next game on the list, because it has better box art. Inuyasha, Secret of the Divine Jewel... The guy, the artwork is just coming right at me. Looks a lot better than Dragon Ball Z's artwork. <laughs> uh, Secret of the Divine Jewel uh, was uh, developed by art company Frontier Group. What the hell? Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, only good things can come from them. Uh, Namco, uh, published by Namco Bandai Games, released on the Nintendo DS in North America on January 23rd, uh, 2007. A single player RPG experience and uh, uh, uh so i don't think any of us have had the direct hands-on experience with this divine jewel right no no i think mac reviewed it. no i tried to find the review see if you can pull it up because i had a little bit of a struggle with it but i did do a little bit of research on this in preparation for the show um and uh you know while we normally don't like to fall back on people like IGN. <laughs> I just I just felt like their tagline <laughs> how to shamelessly cash in on fanboys. <laughs> Seriously, that's the the opening line. Sometimes it seems that game publishers and developers think the consumer is an idiot that if they churn out some crappy title and slap a license on it, people will snatch it up. So, you know, we we've all talked before about, you know, the uh, the fact that even in RPGs that sometimes they're just trying to catch, you know, the developers are just trying to catch in on the li- license, and they do a half-ass job, and, and and sometimes we can sometimes miss out on some really good games because we have this prejudice. Like I didn't go out and buy Super Mario RPG because I figured out I figured it was just you know some sort of all oh, Square Enix using Mario characters to make a good RPG. This this was back before. You know, uh, I mean, yeah, Square had made Final Fantasy, but come on, this is Mario. This is just so... After Final Fantasy, what was it called? Final That weak-ass Final Fantasy? Uh, Mystic Quest? I figured this was just whoa, Mystic... Whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. I figured this was just Mystic Quest with Mario on it. <laughs> yeah. Tells you, you what I know. leave Mystic Quest out of this. <laughs> come on, man. How are two characters? I mean, come on. Anyways. Uh, Divine Jewel apparently is about as deep as... Mystic Quest. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. So, is this according to IGN? <laughs> this is according my deep research I did by reading the IGN review. Did you find Max review? It's probably not any better. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark, but I couldn't find it. But 
um, IGN's review. No, I I found that we in fact we reviewed a different Inuyasha game. Did Inuyasha? Yeah, it's so. Uh, I I did poor research and did not realize that there was more than one Inuyasha RPG yeah. released in the United States. I'm sorry. As scary as it is, but um, the general gist of this is, boys and girls, is that uh, if you ran out and you bought this game because you like the show, it was, I, I think it was on Adult Swim back in the day. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah I want to say Adult and Swim. I, re- I remember getting involved enough in the show to the point where I did that thing that people used to do back in the day of torrenting the episodes the instant they came out and <gasps> from Japan. <laughs> you naughty, yeah, the, naughty boy. <laughs> this was back when it, when high-speed internet was still a pretty new thing, and I was amazed at being able to download an episode in less than 10 hours. I know, right? Remember, I'd go like, download stuff, not because I really needed it, but because it was just so cool I could download an entire series in under a year. Um, so, anywho, um the long story short of it is that it's an extremely uh, shallow game um, that uh, that the mechanics are so simple. <laughs> and I like what he says here. Uh, what's, what's this guy's name? Uh, whatever his name is. The, 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 whatever his name, his name is. is well said. Um, okay, I'm sure his name is on here. We got. It. We should give him just props. I'll figure it out in a second. But whatever Buckethead's name is on IGN, um, he says Buckethead. that... Buckethead, we'll call him Buckethead. (laughs) Don't drink and read. Um, His battle, the Inuyasha's battle mechanics are so simple, they make Pokemon games seem deep and complicated. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's too funny to me, because when I play Pokemon Yellow, I play Pokemon Yellow, and granted, it's way back in the day, but I'm just like, attack attack zap whatever there's like to me it was like i don't understand i could never get onto the pokemon bandwagon early in the day because i just couldn't like after playing deeper rpgs i I, yeah so that was pretty funny each character has a few options you you didn't get into the whole catching them all rhythm i guess i yeah that's what it really is about but yeah i mean i did try to catch a bunch but then i figured what was the point because they don't all really level up Unless you keep rotating them out, and then that means I have to play more of this boring, simplistic RPG. So I really just focused on six, and I pretty much, I think I beat the game. I don't know, it was years ago. I'm pretty sure I beat the game. Anyways, each character has a few options. Attack, charge, magic. A couple of taps on the touchscreen, and boom, the fight is over. Uh, uh, It's very, very simple. He says that by the time you get through the first battle, you've seen everything. So imagine when you have thousands of these skirmishes, which there literally are thousands. The novelty wears off very quickly. Um, but that wouldn't be such a big deal if it had a really great story and really flashy design. I mean, after all, you know, when we talk about some of the best RPGs out there, uh, like, you know, Final Fantasy VII, for example, I mean, for me, the takeaway wasn't, you know, the combat system is the most awesome deep thing in the world. It was, oh, well, I just summoned, you know, uh, Shiva. And it was really awesome graphics back in the day. Um, but no, unfortunately here, what you are getting at... Uh, flat pixelated sprites, choppy animations uh, on the Nintendo DS that look like first-generation uh, Super Nintendo graphics. Uh, if you remember those graphics on Final Fantasy IV, I certainly. Um, but the, to make it even worse, that the design is bland and uninspired. And and when you're going through really long-ass dungeons, this just really, you know, really drags out. So it's really kind of 
It's really kind of sad. Uh, but the long story short of it is that, as as the reviewer says here, whatever his name is, Buckethead. Uh, I can't find his name. I'm looking for his name. All I can find <laughs> is Buckethead. Okay, I really can't find Buckethead. It's something I made up, but it's it's sticking. Isn't He's, that what they call stormtroopers in the new Star Wars movies? <laughs> Probably. I don't watch Star Wars. I'll take your word for it. This game is an insult to fans of the series. Inuyasha's Secret of the Divine Jewel is an obvious attempt to cash in on the popularity of the show without actually bothering to make a decent title that people can enjoy. The game does feature an original story complete with a new character, and that may be enough for some people. However, all the shortcomings of this title far outweigh anything the story could possibly bring to the counter. Uh, This game is beyond hope. Even for the most diehard, cosplaying, write-your-own-fanfiction-Inuyasha fan. <laughs> so, take that for, 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 for what it's worth. Um, so we're going to move on, because that's kind of disappointing. Uh, maybe if we get our... Maybe if we move on from jewels and move on to something a little more awesome, cutting-edge, like weapons and alchemy and angels we could talk about full out al- that's a horrible segue full alchemist <laughs> full metal alchemist and the broken angel uh developed oh that broken angel i was gonna say where the heck are you getting angels from <laughs> i know i was stretching it i know sorry uh developed Bill's been drinking enough that he's seeing angels <laughs> Woo, they're flying everywhere uh, that's what Devastator will do to you. Uh, developed by Arachin, it says here, but the cover art says Square Enix. I, I, or, no, published by Square Enix. That's why it says it. Uh, published by Square Enix. Uh, this was released on the PlayStation 2 in North America on January 18th, 2005. A single-player action RPG experience. Now, who got to spend time I, I w- with this lovely... It would have been Anna Marie, but she has a house guest at the moment and is unable to join us. So her not particularly positive, but also not particularly negative memories cannot be accessed at the moment. No, she um, she gave uh, she she uh, you can well I, okay no it wasn't her um, I don't know why I thought it was her but there is a review at rpgamer.com by Joel Pan. Does anybody remember Joel? Nope. No, Joel nope. is here one minute, gone the next. Um, and whatnot. <laughs> so, um, Joel had, uh, so this is an action uh, RPG um, that's primarily a beat-em-up <coughs> with, uh, with a mission objective focus uh, and the such. Um, the, uh, the air, uh, have y'all watched the anime? I yes. did watch it. Was it good? Yes. Okay, I have to add that to yeah, it. I got really into it. I mean, I, I can't remember all, a whole lot of details right now because it's been, what, 12, 13 years, but yeah, I was a, I was addicted to it at the time, and I remember reading the manga. Remember back when Borders existed and you could just go in there and look at the uh, manga? I and I would borders. go in there and, and I eventually noticed, hey, the manga is different than the show because this is one of those where the show just raced on ahead past where the manga had gone and... Rather than throw in a bunch of filler, the writers decided, all right, we're going to craft our own ending to it. And it turned out to be pretty interesting. Well, then they actually went and made a second anime, right? Which I supposedly is closer to the manga, I guess. Yeah. I haven't watched that one yet. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) I've heard good, though. But uh, this series seems particularly... um, How do I say this? Like it could fit in an RPG particularly well. 
Yeah, the whole the whole alchemy is that you use elements in the things around you to make different things out of it. That that is a very easy concept to translate into RPGs. Yeah, and you know, uh, what was the main character's name again? Was it Edward Elric? Edward, yes. Edward Elric, I believe. Mm-hmm. So he 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 learns a lot and you know gains new skills and whatnot as the series goes on. So easy RPG progression. Uh, your quest is his. He has a metal arm and leg because his original arm and leg were sacrificed in a futile attempt to revive his mom from the dead. Because yep. you, you can do a lot of things with alchemy, but bring people back from the dead. That's that's a little past your standard alchemy. Yeah, but yeah, his brother I mean... Alphonse has no body anymore. It was only because his soul got chanted into a spell a suit of armor. So that the suit of armor, which is eight feet tall and metal, has the voice of a little boy. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's a big world, a relatively big world, if I remember right. Lots of different characters that show up. It just it fits an RPG. Yeah, the, and... the military characters were not all one note. There is a definite distinction between them. They had yeah. allies, they had enemies, different nations around the place ripe for expanding upon and filling out a bit with an RPG. Yeah, and that said, I don't think they ever actually made a really great RPG on the series. Obviously, this is all second-hand knowledge, um, but it, it just seems like this would be the perfect fit for like a traditional uh, JRPG-style game. Well, so, and they tried to do so. I mean, they definitely tried. Uh, so imagine if you're taking what you guys are describing... A little bit, and you combine it with Kingdom Hearts Battle System, um, but a little bit more simplified because you know Kingdom Hearts was a super deep battle system. Uh, you can you basically control Edwin in combat, making him jump, attack, roll. Uh, he can transmute environmental objects, and he's got weapons that he can swap out. He's got instead of Donald <laughs> helping him out, he's got Al, controlled by the AI, who does have a tendency to stand by quietly while Edwin's pommeled near to death. <laughs> Unless you use the call button a lot, because you know that's a thing. Uh, I'm just imagining his brother watching him get the crap beat out of him. <laughs> I, I gather that's just how brothers usually are. Yeah, you got yourself into this mess. Let's see if you get out of it um, and whatnot. So, um, <clears throat> one of the cool parts of the game uh, is that you can use alchemy to transmute environmental. You know, objects, whether it's lampposts, sandbags, trees, pillars, whatever. Uh, You can transmute them into a number of spheres, metal spheres or oil sacks. Um, Handheld weapons like rubber mallets, pogo sticks, swords, hammers. Um, It's all fair fair games. Uh, So that's kind of one of the cool aspects of the game, taking what you guys are talking about, how, you know, you can do that. Um uh, there's like a couple of odd items, uh, like Edward Doppelganger to distract the enemy, like a cow on wheels <laughs> which spews poisonous purple bubbles into the battlefield. Uh, you see, you get really pretty creative with some of this stuff. Um, but while it does do some interesting things, it, the fact that the, the overall combat when you're actually playing it doesn't feel as solid as Kingdom Hearts uh, kind of takes away from some of that you know, what the originality brings to the table and overall, you know, awesomeness uh, and the such. Um, and then there's finicky camera controls, which tends to pop up with some of these things that haven't been um, run through enough. Um, 
you would think that, you know, Square Enix, who also did Kingdom Hearts, would have kind of got their arms around it for this game, which came out afterwards. Uh, alas, that is not the case, according to our good reviewer that nobody remembers, Joel Pink. Can we call him Buckethead, too? Is that is that okay? Now, is that really fair to the Buckethead from IGN? Perhaps we should call him um, Mophead. I don't okay, know. Okay, Mophead. All right. What about Palehead? Palehead. Yeah, there you go. Just do not call him Pale Face. That is very offensive. Yeah, yeah. So, and and according to Palehead's review, um, it's just there's just not a lot of real true depth to to the combat, which was kind of my concern with Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Oddly enough, it's almost as if Square Enix was in both of these games. Um, So. Most uh, normal combats are very straightforward, he says. Um, however, the boss battles they require they do require specific uh, <laughs> strategies uh, that you got to figure out and kill off as quickly as possible in order not to waste all your healing items. Um, and if you don't, uh, you'll die, which makes them kind of frustrating. Not that I know anything about being frustrated by things that kill you off, you know, quickly or anything. So, go figure. Um, as far as the story goes, uh, the game's plot is based more off the anime series than the manga. It, uh, branches off from a point of the anime storyline where Major Louis Armstrong is escorting the brothers via train to central headquarters. Uh, it's, it, the story deviates when the train is attacked by, uh, terrorist and, uh, the plot thickens from there. Uh, it centers around a philosopher's stone sort of thing called the philosopher's catalyst. Uh, and the various people trying to get their hands on it. And uh, the MacGuffin. Um, can't go into much more detail without giving away spoilers. Um, but at the end of the day, our Palehead reviewer says that it doesn't actually go into brand new territory. It rehashes pretty much past storylines. So it doesn't really bring anything new to the table. So if you were just kind of hoping, okay, maybe maybe the gameplay isn't top notch. But I love Full Alchemist. Alchemy, whatever the hell it's called, and I'm just looking for an original take on that, which, you know, i played games for that before. Nothing wrong with that. Unfortunately, you're not going to get something here that's very satisfying as far as storyline goes. So, it's an okay game. It, it's kind of fun. You can have some good times with it, but there's better games to play uh, out there in this genre, and, uh, and even if you're a full Alchemist fan, there's just not enough really good original storyline there to, to make it worth sitting through. I mean, now that I think about it, that's why I play WWE almost every year. Just to go through the storylines. The, the gameplay is really not that great. It's kind of the same. It's very derivative. Anyways, um, so, yeah. Uh, he gave it a 3 out of 5. Which is good, but but just barely. Really. Sort of. As our review template so kindly states, a 3 out of 5 is average. Or average. Thank you. I'm sorry. You're, thank you for correcting me there. Um, so an average game. Uh, that leads us to Full Metal Alchemist 2 Curse of the Crimson Elixir, which I'm sure is that this elixir is lifting the curse of these pretty bad games we've been talking about so far, right? This is the good one, right? No. Probably. <laughs> Wait, I mean, yes, probably. Yeah. Right, positivity. Prob- probably. Because after all, it is developed by the exact same company that I swear I've never heard of before, Rack Rackgen. Ration, 
whatever, published by Square Enix, released in North America on July 12, 2005. Another action RPG, single-player experience for your PlayStation 2 home console. And same developer, same publisher, same system, same type of game, same exact review score. (laughs) (laughs) So, shameless... Shameless cash in, maybe? I guess finding out what's different this time will be faster than what's the same. Uh yeah, yep, 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 yep. Um they they've made some improvements on this one. Uh the battle system uh you know has corrected some of the minor problems. You still got a wonky camera going on. Does does Alphonse actually chime in a bit more or does he still just stand there and let you get pounded on you know um al just uh, does jump in a little bit more often and you got a little bit better control over him uh, as the game progresses he also gains the ability to transmute swords lances hammers out of the ground uh which helps out uh so he helps out his head levels up bonus points are gained that allow you a better ability to customize him as well make him a bit more effective uh, it's still a hack and slash gameplay though, but it helps freshen things up a little bit, makes things a, a little bit more interesting, uh, and the such. So that's helpful. Um, so that's cool. Hmm. Is it, Phil? Is it? I'm it's trying to well, be this it, positive. It, it's not uncool, right? Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not uncool. <laughs> um, and the such. Uh, the... Let's see, who who did this review? Derek Roku Cava. Does anybody remember this guy? I do remember Roku. He used to run Points of View before Adrian came along. Ah, ah. Well, he... I didn't, I didn't interact with him much because he left before I became staff. But, yeah, he, he, chimed in, he turned in a lot of reviews for the site. Yeah, okay. Um... It's just, it, so a lot of reviews are small, they're incremental, which would be great if they did this for like 10 more games in a row. By the time you got to this one, it was actually super awesome. Uh, the the He doesn't give a lot of detail. I guess the disappointing thing here, looking through his reviews, he doesn't give a lot of detail about the story. Which I know for those of you who are into anime, he does talk about the anime sequences are very nicely done. But he doesn't really give a lot of details fleshing out as far as if the story is kind of worth it. But it is short. It only took him eight hours to get through the game. Uh, and the such, which I guess, when I think about action RPGs on the PlayStation, I guess there were some that were that short, but that's still on the short side. I swear X-Men Legends even took me longer than that. Um, but, uh, so, uh, it, while it does make some def- some some incremental improvements, this is not a huge, let's fix what's broken and make this a much better uh, experience. There's more cutscenes and they're nicer. Um, but aside from the visuals and some of those minor tweaks, it doesn't really stand above its predecessor, um, and the such. So, uh, he recommends this, if you were going to go on playing courses reviews like many moons ago, that you rent it. I wonder if you would try to buy that thing nowadays, how much it would cost you. I suppose I could look on eBay, but... Yeah, right? Because I know y'all are just dying to go out and get this mediocre mediocre uh al- half out al- you think about the playstation 2 and all the games that were on it how many of these games were video games eight bucks there you go eight bucks get your co- oh hello but wait a minute our our listeners deserve the best they want shrink wrap with the book and everything else and you can get that my friends for only sixty dollars oh wow that oh 
Not, Not too, too shabby <laughs> for a very mediocre action RPG for the PlayStation 2. Um, so, yeah. Oh, no. There there appears to have been a third one that was never translated. Well, I'm looking at Amazon. I don't know what the hell this is because Amazon is not telling me much more than Full Metal Alchemist Dream Carnival, Japan Import. Uh, whatever. It Getting the new one of that would be $97. <laughs> I will tell you exactly. You know, it's up to everybody what's valuable to them. It just it just seems to me... Uh, I mean, I know, hell, I'm the guy... If you look through my collection, I've definitely got some mediocre games in there that uh, you know I just got because they continue a series that I like or um or whether that's a TV series or or a video game series like Final Fantasy or whatever have you but it, it just seems to me that these games these Full Metal Alchemist games are bringing new fresh storyline or anything you're not getting already by reading the manga it, it just it, I, I don't know it's kind of sad uh let's move on Bleach the Third Phantom developed by Tom Crete is that a person or a company? <laughs> Tom Crete, really? Published by Sega, released on the Nintendo DS in North America on September 15, 2009. A single-player tactical RPG, and this is where the curse is broken, because this is a tactical RPG, and tactical RPGs are awesome by definition, right? You know, I think, as soon as I reviewed this, that Noodle took me to task for giving it only a 2.5 because it has Renji in it, and Renji is really hot. And for that reason, I should have rated it much higher. Her logic seems very sound to me. At any rate, it is a tactical RPG. I enjoyed the tactical aspects. Looking, at, I don't remember a whole lot right now, but looking over my old review, I, can, I am refreshing my memories. All right, here's one you don't get much in tactical games. You can hit not only things that are next to you uh, at, at the four cardinal directions, but also things that are next to you on a diagonal. Ooh. Wow. Fancy. Fancy. You don't get that very much. <coughs> and there are these things called pressure tiles around the, the battlefields. And if you have a character stand there and use a, t- a pressure tile, then it can, can affect people elsewhere on the field and give you a reason to actually have somebody hang back a little bit instead of have everybody join in on the front line. And, yeah, there's a weapons triangle. I don't remember exactly how it works, but if you've played a tactical game, you probably have some idea of how weapons triangles work, right? Mm-hmm. Please yeah. chime in. Yeah, the sword yes. is strong yes. against the... Sword is strong against the axe that's strong against the spear. Of course, this being Bleach, everyone uses swords, so I think it was something like speed versus power versus technique, or one of those things. Hmm. And the fights are fun. They're not astounding, but I enjoyed them. What really brought it down, not to a bad level, but to a less than stellar level, was that it moved pretty slowly for me. The fights are not very fast, and the menus are not very fast. Using items... Assigning them outside of battle so that you can use them in battle is not very fast. It, it really could have used a little bit of tuning up interface. As for the story, let me think here. Yeah, it begins... You pick one of a pair of twins who enter Soul Society a hundred years before Ichigo even existed. <clears throat> they do a bunch of stuff, and then 
there's a big time vortex thing and you wake up a hundred years later and then all the characters from the current incarnation of the show are able to join you and you fight a bunch of hollows and how else did that work? See, the, the story was so great that I'm recalling every detail with perfect accuracy, right? D sounds story. Like, sounds like uh, they were going out of their way to appeal to series fans. Did you ever watch or read Bleach? I watched the first season, which I loved, and tried to watch the second season and hated it. And that's where <laughs> I stopped. Was that after the, uh, well, let's see, the revelation involving Aizen? Uh, where was it? I think it was like, I, honestly, I think it was the first episode of season two. As soon as as soon as they left the town and entered the Soul Society, it just lost me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I cannot... Re- See, I watched it in Japanese at the time. I was not even in the United States, so I just... Ah. It. And, you know, the Japanese, they don't have sins. They just keep the th- these things rolling nonstop. Right. So I have no idea how it was broken up over here. <laughs> yeah, so, like, season one was the whole... Uh, Ichigo starting out as a Soul Reaper, and then season one ended with uh, uh, what was her name? Rukia. Rukia, um, getting taken to the Soul Society. Seems like and... a really short season. That was only about what twelve episodes. Uh, I think it was twenty episodes, so they must have dragged it out a little bit. Okay. Yeah, and eventually I did lose track of it just because um, I don't even remember right now. I think it had to do with my free time just becoming more limited. At any rate, there's some free... T- Speaking of free time, there's something called free time in this game. Oh. Where, you, where the characters actually talk to each other. And one thing you will remember from Bleach is that the characters will often go and say outrageous and ridiculous things with incredibly exaggerated proportions. And that is conveyed with the free time. You get to see just silliness as they yammer back and forth at each other. And since I noted it in the review, I must have... Liked it quite a bit. Um, <laughs> man, I should I should look in here and see. What, I think I swear that Noodle actually did a second opinion where she tried to come up with a slightly <laughs> higher review score because God darn it, I was unfair to Renji. How dare you? I'm I'm sorry. Assuming Noodle ever listens to us right now. No, she did not do a second review. I'm sorry. Oh well. I remember her being very upset about it though, and. Yeah, if you pick it up now, it's not particularly long, especially as tactical games go. I I have a completion time of something like 25 hours listed, so that'll probably do it for you. Not too bad. You get, you get to use most of the characters that you know from the Bleach universe. They control pretty well. The tactical action is solid, if not to the point where I can actually remember what happened in any of the battles specifically. But then again, we are talking about something that happened, was it really eight years ago? Jeez. I feel old now. <laughs> Deep tactical and, action, and I don't regret having played it. <laughs> Which... I, I know that that's that's among the, the highest praise I can give. But <laughs> if we're comparing it to Harukanara Densetsu, then we are indeed setting the scales very high. Ah, oh, too fun. Well, that's not too bad. See there, I think we're on a more positive roll now. You know, and 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 that just gives us more energy to roll right into one of the most beloved anime series of all time, and I have no idea why Naruto. <laughs> and this game on the list is Naruto: Path of the Ninja, playable on the Game Boy Advance, 
released uh, in English on October 23rd, 2007. I'm presuming it's a single-player RPG experience. I tried to look this up on Wikipedia. When you try to pull up Naruto, <laughs> there are so many Naruto games listed that I just whipped out and pulled it up on Naruto's wikipage.com. Totally different. But Path of the Ninja. And um, also could not find an RP Gamer review on this one. So I... One of these I know that Mac did review. I have to find it now. Yeah, now that that would be the next one. Uh, Max, we'll talk about here that one in a second. The second game. But the first game, I had to go to... Let's see, we've talked about Bughead, Palehead, Tubhead, and RPG Fan. Yeah, that side. That side. Uh, I think next up we'll be having um, Barrelhead, right? Barrel, Barrelhead. Um... So yeah, yeah. So um, they 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 the the, the 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 short version is that this is actually so um, it combine. So this is blah, 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 blah. this is an art. Do we not drink? This is a tongue twister. This I guess a, this is a tongue twister. Um, I, it's hard for me because I'm just not a big fan of Naruto myself. I will never understand the appeal. One day someone's going to sit me down. And explain to me why this is so popular. <laughs> I can't get over the fact that he is a quote-unquote ninja wearing what, a very bright orange jumpsuit. For me, that is such a disconnect. I can't even get past the cover of these things. <laughs> N- ninja. Ninja. In a bright orange jumpsuit. The only thing he's missing is reflective striking. We, we, grew up, we grew up on um, ninja reptiles. And, and this is really all that more foreign to you. It is the reptiles totally make sense. The group of the sewers; those sewers are dark, and 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 they wear masks, and they're sneaky. And I have no clue what he's doing here. He doesn't even wear a mask. I'm pretty sure he wears a bandana or something. A head. Anyways, the story is pretty good. Next, for... you're going to say that Chris Farley as a ninja was unlikely casting. Hmm. Uh. So. The 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 main the, the one of the main selling points of this one is that the story's pretty good, but if for no other reason they've ripped it directly from the anime series. If there is a weakness there, it's that they basically have taken it, the anime series. If you're already familiar with it, you already know it's going to kind of happen. And the fact that they've taken eighty or so episodes and compressed it into a dozen hour or so RPG. So a lot of the details are either glazed over, retooled chopped out, edited out, whatever, in order to fit that all into that tiny little box. Um, so, and of course, if you, it doesn't cover the entire series, so if you want to know more, go and read the book after you're done. It's going to feel a bit incomplete. <laughs> There's going to be some unresolved plot points uh, and the such. But if you haven't read it before, there's some good stuff to be had there. Or if you're just looking for a way to kind of replay a recap of what you read back in your in your day, this is definitely a way to go ahead and and, and do it. Understanding some of its shortcomings. Um, the the you know if you're if you're a big fan of the cast, you'll be happy to you know Naruto, Sakura, Sasuke. They're nicely fleshed out and developed, um, and even some of the other uh, Sasuke. secondary characters. I've never heard it pronounced that way. Sasuke, Sasuke. What? How do you pronounce that? Sa- Sash Sashukane? <laughs> uh, that's Probably. even more interesting. I don't think that's even a character in the show. 
You sure? I, mean, I, I, I left off with about the last hundred episodes or so, but uh, I, don't, I don't remember a Sasushike. Hmm. Ah. Uh, I, I like my names better. I, what did you say it was? Sasuke? Bazooka? Sasuke. <laughs> Sasuke? There's a U in there. You're totally missing the U. Sasuke. That's how they pronounce it in the Japanese. I watched a ton of the Japanese. I remember. Sasuke! Sasuke! Okay, yes. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I just really think they're doing it wrong. Um, so you'll be happy to know that the characters are well developed out. The, the writing's good. Uh, the, it's well written, snappy, aside from the fact that they were trying to work in this 12 to 15 hour and try to compress all the stuff in, but you do get some really good conversation. It's well written or translated, uh, and, uh, captures a lot of the important themes, uh, from, from the show. Um, so you'll want to, you know, that, that part is really, really good. The gameplay on the other hand, it's more <coughs> bare bones as you might expect with some of the deals. Um, you go, uh, walk around and talk, talk to people in town, buy equipment, uh, you got kind of a Grandia-esque point-and-click overland. Um, click on enemy festival areas, explore, build up levels. Uh, you got some means to check out your characters. Nothing nothing mind-blowing. Uh, nothing mind-blowing on that one. Uh, battles are turn-based. Uh, basic Japanese JRPG turn-based fare. Attack, use item, escape, move, uh, jinjitsu. The battlefields are grilled, kind of similar to Mega Man Battle Network games. Have you ever played those? Where uh, if you haven't, it's basically tactical RPG light. So I, instead, uh, basically, your battlefields are like three <laughs> by three or six by three, or, you know, type of things. Um, um, so you're basically on a four, and this one you're on a four by three grid. So there's a little bit of moving. Around, but not a whole lot of positioning and the such. Um, and you got some special moves that you can use chakra to use. In other words, magic points. Okay, let's call it what it is. Mm-hmm. It's magic points. So, um, so uh, it's decent. Uh, they they gave it whatever this means to them. They gave it a seventy six percent. I don't know if that means it's super great or awesome, but the overall flavor of the text was that they were. It's it's an RPG fan, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's somewhere in the C range. They usually go on a a school grading scale, so yeah, that's so about average. Uh, yeah. The 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 ending paragraph says, "I would review this. Uh, I would if I could sum this up in one word, it would be mediocre. There, there's nothing really much that that hasn't been done in JRPGs better and before uh, and, and the such. And if you've kept up with the Ming in the anime, this is all storyline that's been done done well before." Um, the quality of writing is nice and the depth of the characters in the story. But again, if you've read the manga and everything like that, there's nothing super mind blowing here. If you're looking for a way to kind of experience and fast forward, then, then this will, this will do that for you. Um, uh, and, and the such, but as far as gameplay goes, there's nothing original that's bringing to the table to make you pull this in for any other reason. Huh, you know, this is actually kind of remind me of uh, those, what are those games called? Uh, the Dynasty War games? Mousao games? Musao? Musa. Musa games, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's totally reminding me of, like, how many manga ripoffs Mousao games have we got now? Like, Attack on Titan and um, Fate Extralia, whatever the hell it's called, and, you know, such. And you're kind of getting the storylines in those games directly from the mangas as you're playing through them. And if you read the mangas before, you already know it's going to happen. It's almost the exact same. You're kind of seeing the same thing over and over again. But now it's Mousao games. Huh. Musou. 
Muso. 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 That's a stupid name. Why don't we just call it beating a bunch of of people games? Because that's what you're doing in them. Beat a bunch. Beating a bunch of people takes a whole lot more syllables than Muso. Muso is just a stupid word. It's like it's like <laughs> something you do on the toilet. Oh, Muso. Oh, that feels better. Oh. Excuse me, I have to go take a Muso. Yeah. Yeah, you see? You get it. So, I don't know. This confuses me. Let's move on to Naruto Path of the Ninja 2, another turn-based RPG playable on your Nintendo DS. Um, I'm seeing a Tommy logo on the box. Does anybody know who the hell Tommy is? Developed, is it, publisher. Is it just one M? One M. Tommy, then. Tommy. There's no E, though. How can it be Tom with no E or B? That's just basically Tom. T-O-M is Tom. You put a Y at the end, it's Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this this is another game released on October 14, 2008. And this was awesome. This one actually was released by one of our own staff members, Mr. Michael McHan- Mike Storm Cunningham. And, <laughs> and he's very easy to impress. Mac will always give favorable reviews for just the slightest thing. So we, we know that he probably gushed all over it. Yeah, yeah. And um, as you know, it's it's going to be a great review with the very first plus sign. You know, we do those pluses and minuses where we kind of go over the good and bad bullet points. The very first positive bullet point, Naruto fan fodder. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the battle system is more unique in this game, I believe, just because he mentions the unique battle system, lots of characters. Uh, the problem is they don't do a great job being, uh, of allowing you to maintain or have reason for all these characters. Um, the story is short and dull, and he had troubles with the awkward interface design. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Where do we start? The story... <laughs> Uh, let's see. The story is mostly a standalone affair, so that's kind of that's kind of cool. A little different, not rehashing the whole thing. Um, just the, some of it. Just yeah. If you're if you're a fan of the series, at least you won't feel like you're rehashing old ground. You will be. Uh, you will uh, know some of the inside jokes that are going on and some of the random character interactions. He says you'll be able to pick up on those. Uh, so that makes it something <laughs> that non fans can easily pick up and play. Without any prior knowledge of the series, you know, you won't feel like you missed out anything. So that's cool, right? Combat battle system is one of his strongest features, he says. It's standard, turn-based fashion with a few extra twists. You have a party of three active combatants and one backup member. The main party members can be sorted into specific formation. They can go up front taking more damage and dealing more as well. Or you can put them in the back row where they're more protected but have less attack power. Uh, You can put them in the middle for something more balanced. So the formation alignment is important as it can grant your party bonus to stats depending on the organization. For example, if you align all three characters next to each other on the same row, that will grant them a bonus to their attack damage. Uh, characters can be moved around on the grid as desired during their turns without any penalty, so you can adjust your strategy on the fly, so that's cool. Uh, again, we're, <laughs> it sounds like a smaller battlefield like we were talking about before. The backup member can be swapped into combat at any time as well. And we'll even automatically jump in if a character's KO'd. So that's pretty cool. The rest of the combat's fairly standard mix of using base equipment to maximize stats, using special attacks effectively, and just trying to outlast your enemy. 
nothing super mind-blowing about the inventory skill system. Uh, you can purchase and find items that grant stat boost to attack, defense, or agility. You've also got your jitsu moves. They're back. Fancy word for magic points, but they're there. Um, so the jutsus are what you use the chakra for. So oh, yeah. You cast spells with MP. Sure. Yeah. Just Let's just call this stuff. Let's stop calling it fancy names. we got spells and spell points, people. Gosh, stop trying to confuse um, us. You can blame the manga and the show because the, you will hear that all the bloody time. Really? Jutsu. Ju- uh, jutsu of flame. Jutsu of earth. And, of course, they're always yammering about their chakra. Are they complaining that they're always running out of their chakra magic points? Often. Okay. Crap, I used up all my chakra. I can't do anything else. Wimps. This, this is the last of my chakra. Here's here's everything. Yep. Uh, what a bunch of wimps. Huh. Uh, Take a whole lot of chakra out of me, but I'm going for it. Oh, yeah? Huh. Sounds like a bunch of Yeah, no, they just need to dig deeper. <laughs> the chakra's in there. You just got to... Anyways. Do you ever watch Naruto, Mr. Epps? Apparently not. No, guess not. He ran off. Um, oh, um, no, I did not watch it. Even though, you know what it is. Yes, despite my love of ninjas, I could not get into it. It was because of the orange jumpsuits, wasn't it? No, it's just because it seemed really corny. Oh, and that one guy's eyes, they're really round. <laughs> Which one guy? He has like these really round eyes that are like sca- staring through your sc- I can never get into him. How is he a ninja? His eyes are so wide and round, people can see him a mile away. How is he sneaky? <laughs> is this also Naruto, the title character wearing the orange? No, no, this is a different character. He has, he has, let me, let me see if I can look him up. But he has like these round eyes that just are perfectly round. Uh, and it's really creepy, actually. Um, yeah, I'm going to see if I can find out for you here. Because it's got to be easy to pull up on Google. Uh, Rock Lee. Oh, yeah, his, yep, I, I, he does have very round eyes. That is creepy as all hell. Ninjas are supposed to be scary, not creepy. There's a total difference between scary and creepy. And Rock Lee is as creepy as they come. I suppose I shouldn't tell you that Rock Lee is a practitioner, although accidentally, of the drunken fist. Really? He looks like so wide awake. He should be, I mean, I thought he'd like to be a practitioner of the marijuana fist. He looks like he's completely like stoned, but not alcoholic stoned. No, there's a point at which he drinks... I don't know, something the size of an airplane bottle size item, and that just turns him into an amazing drunk fist master. Ooh, now this Neji Hayuga or whatever, with the glowing purple eyes. Now that looks pretty nefarious. Okay, I, I can dig that. But not Rock Lee, man. Rock Lee just scares me. Rock Lee would keep me awake in my dreams. Not because I'm worried he's going to stab me in the dark like a real ninja, because I'm worried <laughs> he's just going to creep me out. He's going to be like, I'm going to come out of the shower all naked, and he's there with those eyes staring at me. You know, I'm going to be like, stop that, you're creeping me out. That's that's what Rock Lee does to me. I, now I can't get that image on my head. It's like that, 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 that game where they have no noses. It's like that all <laughs> over again. It's the no noses. Uh, how did we get off on this? I believe they, I believe they had less than noses. All, they had no faces. It wasn't just noses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish he had no face. <laughs> I, I just can't get those eyes out of my head. <sighs> okay. I think we've gotten ourselves nicely derailed this time. We're off the rail. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, let's see here. 
fly with somewhere about jinjitsu moves and stuff like that. It features a lot of great, uh, a good number of playable characters, uh, with about a dozen becoming available just by going <laughs> through the main storyline. Uh, that's pretty cool because it gives you variety, but it's overwhelming, uh, Max says, because the thought of trying to balance out, you know, like their experience points and stuff to such a massive amount of characters. It, it, it really doesn't work out. It's easier just to pick your favorite group of, you know, four or six or whatever, somewhere in between there, and just, you know, develop them and just kind of ignore the rest, which is kind of sucks. Art. I will say this, uh, Mr. Apps, uh, you, you, yes. you what's, the, what's the best Final Fantasy of all time? <coughs> six. And do you know why? Uh, the best cast of characters? Right. I mean, just there's so many reasons, and that's just one of many. Yes. But one of the cool things was it did 12 characters, 14, depending if you found the secret ones, but it did them so right because you cared about every single one of them and swapping them out and everything like that, and, and it seemed like a lot to manage, but it paid off in the end. I can't tell you how it pisses, I'm sorry, how it makes me cranky when you get a game where it gives you like 12 characters, but really all you needed was four to beat the game. But yep. not in Final Fantasy VI. You're absolutely rewarded for leveling all of them and taking care of all of them. And at the end, the ending covers all of them. And it just feels awesome, right? Am I right? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. And if you think Final Fantasy VII is the best, you're stupid. There, done. Hit the forums. And if you don't like what I just said, then write our editor, chief man, whatever his name is, at askwheels at rpgamer.com. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Okay? You don't like it, take it to the boss. All right, moving on. Did you did you just give me Max job somehow? What just happened? I love this beer. Have I told you about Devastator? <laughs> it's got a picture of a bull on the front. Gives you wings. Uh, so... Anyways, I'm so confused. <laughs> Naruto, Path of the Ninja, he says, is a game lacking in many areas. It features a solid combat system, but that's about all that really stands out. the The story just he wasn't really pleased with it. It's laughable, but it's it's nothing memorable. The presentation so so, and he had issues with the multiple interfaces. It doesn't help that the game is short and that the challenge is just very low all the way through. Um, and and with such a huge cast of characters in such a short time span, you don't get the develop for them. You get, and say, an awesome game like Final Fantasy VI, storyline-wise. Even Naruto doesn't get any development, he says. The game relies on exter- external series for any sort of development whatsoever. So if you're a fan of the series, you'll get have an easier time getting a feel for the characters. But since it really doesn't offer anything more to the table, it's not even really worth your time. Um so, and if you're not a fan of the series, you can avoid this game without regret. So, there you go. Naruto Path of Doohickey 2. Oh my gosh, I am so depressed right now. Let's... <laughs> let, maybe and now, looking around, I see that there was a third Full Metal Alchemist game, but it never came out of Japan. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because it depressed people. Oh my gosh, maybe what we need now... Maybe we've just been trying too hard. We've been fighting too hard for a good anime game doohickey maybe what we need is just to just take a deep breath and 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 just hug each other in romance and talk about one piece romance dawn developed by three rings published by namco bandai games this was released on the psp 
and later on the Nintendo 3S through the Wear Store uh, in North America on February 11th, 2014 on the 3DS. Uh, actually, the PSP was in America. That was just in Japan, December 20th, 2012. This is a single-player RPG experience, and certainly this game has got to get it right, right? Right? Kind of. <laughs> you want to start, Mr. Apps, or shall I? You can start. All right, let me, let me praise the combat of the game, because the combat is pretty fun. You take up to three One Piece characters, you move around areas, and once you get into a fight, there are some tactical aspects to it. It's not a tactical game, but your moves have definite ranges. You are moving... It's turn-based, but you are moving over a certain area. If you move greater distances, then you will have less energy to attack that turn. You can hit enemies into each other. If you have angled yourself correctly, you can use certain moves that will drill right through people like most of Luffy's moves with his gum-gum pistol and whatnot. Uh, Yeah, combat is fun. And I like the segments, you've probably seen a couple of them already, where you are just racing along, you cannot stop, and you will repeatedly run into walls or barricades, and you must quickly react by either jumping over, smashing through, or if you press the wrong button bashing into it with your head, taking a little damage, and being slowed (laughs) down so that enemies will come and catch you. I like those segments because they're pretty fun, and they're actually something I've never seen before. Yeah, the game does a nice job of uh, certainly not like just a bog-standard JRPG. They threw in some nice little touches. Having praised the combat and those segments, (coughs) um, I liked some of the music. I remember when you... When you're fighting, oh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Moria. No, not Moria. The yeah, you, you can be translated as either Oz or Ors, and I've seen it both in the game. I think it's Oz, and in the manga, it's Ors. <laughs> Doesn't help. It's a big giant. You fight it on Thriller Bark, a goofy, a goofy island, with three sets of the three characters who make up the entire Straw Hat crew, and that's pretty fun. But that's another element where I'm praising the combat. And yes, you do eventually get to have the entire One Piece gang together. And at the very end, you get to have Ace join, even though he's um, slightly dead. And <laughs> if you know, this, if you are playing the game and you don't know the show, I'm sorry, because this is a bad way to get this story. Would you? Yeah, concur? I would absolutely concur. It's. And it's really disappointing to me too, because uh, I, I think there's there was a much I, I don't know exactly what it was, but I think they could have compressed a lot of the story and not had it be such a disaster that it ended up being. It, it just feels like a Cliff Notes version of the show, and a bad Cliff Notes version too. <laughs> yeah, you'll get a still which will be held there for a long time as you get a bunch of text blaring out. And, yeah, it conveys the essence of what's going on, but if you already know what's going on, then this will make it incredibly boring, because... Yeah. And if you don't know what's going on, then you will be even more bored, because you will have absolutely no incentive to care about it. One Piece has a great art style, and if you neuter it this way, then it's just not that much fun to experience. No. And I I could nitpick and say that it cuts out 
large segments. There's there's a segment on a sky island that took up a whole, oh, I think it was nine volumes of the manga, which is probably, <laughs> what, a year and a half or so of the anime? Yeah. It's just axed here. You get, I think, two paragraphs, maybe even one. They went through the sky island, and then they went here. Bam, that's it. Obviously, yeah. th- that all that material was clearly inessential for you to experience. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> There's elements of it there, so if you're a fan of the show, it'd be like, oh, I remember this. And I, I think that they were just trying to, I guess, cheaply play on that nostalgia. But, you know, it's a shame. I, uh, I'm thinking of, in my opinion, one of the high, highest standards for this kind of game being uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth on Sega Saturn, which is a game I played and loved and had no idea it was even connected to any anime or manga or anything. Yeah, because after, it just presented itself so well, you didn't you didn't need it to know anything about it. And well, also Magic Knight Ray Earth on Saturn, having played it, having watched the show, and having read the book, I can say that each of them is a slightly distinct work. The game does not have quite the same plot as either of the others. One Piece Romance Dawn does have the same plot, which unfortunately means that it is not allowed to branch off. Or if it had to present the same plot, it could have done it in such a more interesting way. Yeah. I, I I hate doing this. I usually don't, but I ended up just pressing start to skip the story sequences because I knew it was going on and I was just so damn bored. <laughs> <laughs> you you think that they can't keep going on after about the 500th line of bland text, but yes, they can. Ugh. Yeah, it's it was... I mean, I had fun playing it, so it's it's like this weird mix of fun and utter disappointment. Because One Piece is it's just fun, you know. My limited experience with the show, which is the way I've, I I've been enjoying it, I haven't read the manga at all. It's just fun. It's enjoyable to watch. It's got tons of great characters, and um, yeah, it's got a unique visual style. <laughs> yes, that it does. And Ichiro Oda, the author of the manga, he has a wacky sense of humor, but if you get it, you're you're probably going to be really gripped going, what the hell is he going to pull out next? <laughs> what, what have I just seen? Yeah, I mean, I just got the latest volume in English, and there's a a guy with the elef, elef fruit. He <laughs> can turn into an, a mammoth. <laughs> okay. I've never seen that one before. <laughs> Uh, it's a daffy show, but but you're right. It's it's a lot of fun. And aside from the fighting, this game just isn't that much fun. No, it it really is not. Although later on, I I can't even say this is worth getting that far because you have to go pretty damn far in the game to get to it. But having Luffy teamed up with Buggy when they're, they're escaping <laughs> a prison, you can't control Buggy, but he is on your team and he's helping. That's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you haven't seen the show, then this means nothing to you. And we could honestly have an entire episode where we delve into One Piece, and we still wouldn't get through it. There's a lot to cover. Yeah, uh, yeah there's um, yeah, it has more episodes than The Simpsons, as far as the anime goes. <laughs> and it's not going to end anytime soon because no. the manga is still going. And when I say more episodes than The Simpsons, I mean like 200 plus more episodes. And it's only going to get worse because, yeah, yeah they don't it's, have seasons in Japan. They just keep cranking them out. It It is quite massive. Um, and so 
you know, I, I'd really like to see another attempt at a One Piece RPG, but I think if if they're going to do it, they obviously they just have to do something original and not try and attach it to anything like this. It just it doesn't work. You know, you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. To and I gather the that phrase. the show the show is showing how you can do this all over the place. Yeah. Whenever they're whenever they're too close to the manga, they just oh here here we're gonna find this new island and we're gonna do some stuff on it for a while until it's time to go off and rejoin the story. <laughs> the the very nature nature of the show <laughs> gives you a blueprint to just They're moving know. between islands on a world map. Yeah. All you have to do is add an island. Here's an island. Make a 20 to 40 hour adventure related to that island. Boom. Uh, I don't know. Here, I'll start it. This island is full of uh, Cayman people. And they worship at the altar of a snail. But not the the snails that they use in the show for communication purposes. (laughs) No, this this is a sea snail. I don't know. See, I'm not even coming up with something as goofy as Oda will come up with because I don't know what that guy is doing on his off hours, but he comes up with some weird ideas, and they're a lot of fun to see. Anyway, yeah, yeah this this game will take you up to the point where you have all of your main crew, and then it will take you to the point where there's a time skip of two years in the show, and then it ends. Yeah. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. <sighs> It was a lot more fun rereading volumes of the manga so that I could refresh my memory on how poorly the game was telling the story. Yeah. And, you know, as fun as the combat was, I think I'd rather play something like uh, a the Muso <laughs> One Piece games. And there um, are a lot of them. Yeah, and they are, there are. And they're quite fun. And it just... I think like a compressed story just works more there because you're just you know you have that fun action combat and it's a lot more animated. It it just, when I saw One Piece RPG, I was expecting a lot more, and uh, I certainly didn't get anywhere near that. It's uh, it's a real missed opportunity. Yeah. I'm sad. You guys, you just, you guys, <laughs> making me drink more. You're not to be supposed fair, to make me drink I don't know more. How much we, what we say has on your drinking. You're making me just so sad right now. I thought I'm one piece was going to bring That's it so all together in romance. Instead, you just tore it up into tiny little bits. Well. I'm so sad and distraught. I need a break. And it's not to get another beer. And I know that's what you're thinking. And and that's not what it is. I just need a moment to collect my thoughts by the refrigerator. So I'm going to take a little break. And I'm going to come right back. And what are you you getting out of the refrigerator? I'm just going to cry next to the refrigerator. I'm totally not going to open it and grab Uh another beer. Not happening. Not happening. This is just about me and how depressed I am right now. Because we've done nothing but slam games instead of talk positive and stuff. No, I, I didn't completely slam Bleach the Third Phantom. I did say that Noodle thought I was too harsh on it because because uh, Renji is so cute. But what can I say? I, I'm not as addicted to the cuteness of Renji as Noodle. My M, my M gave the game a negative review, writing... <laughs> Hideous, slow, repetitive, and downright boring. 
Romance Dawn does a disservice to One Piece franchise when it should have excelled. Okay, I'm going to the fridge now. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the import. I don't know. Didn't we have a name for this segment? Eh, once upon a time, but it won't be very long. So let's import corner, so. import doohickey. I don't know. We had some backtrack theme name for this segment, and I just can't remember at the moment. And not because I'm drinking, just because I can't remember because I'm old. Okay, so we got a couple of games that tie into our theme tonight. The first one is Tinky Muyo Gim Hen. Something. Developed by Ban wow. Presto. Published by Tam Tam. This is released in Japan on October 27, 1995. A single player RPG strategy experience that Mr. Minky is going to talk about. Alright, Mr. Apps, did you ever watch Tenchi Muyo? Uh, Tenchi No. Okay. <laughs> I... I can't even keep track of how many versions there have been. Something like six or seven by this point. Anyway, it, it's one of the it's one of the earlier renditions of the harem show where there's a guy and a whole bunch of ladies vie for his affection. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, an adaptation of it where Ryoko gets kidnapped, and that's just so ridiculous because Ryoko is a ridiculously powerful space pirate who ought to be able to bust through walls and whatnot. So her being kidnapped is... The writers were obviously (laughs) flaking. Uh, So it's a tactical game. Pretty basic. It looks nice. You have a total of... Your maximum level in this game is 8. And looking at my review, I'm actually noticing you don't really have experience so much as... As soon as you've killed a certain number of enemies, no matter how strong they are, you gain a level. And it's not a very long game. Again, your maximum level is 8. And it look it looks nice. I remember every character has about one vocal clip that constantly plays every time the turn comes up, which gets old real fast. The story, of course, I can't speak too much on, but it was a pretty standard Tenchi Muyo story. We got a kidnapper, we're going to go rescue Ryoko, and then by the time we do, it's, of course, turned into we're fighting on the moon for some reason. <laughs> I gave it a one and a half. This was back in my reader review days. And I cannot, with good conscience, recommend that you go out and find it now, although I'm sure that by this point a ROM has been translated because it was not a very long game and there are a lot of Tenshi Mugo devotees out there. I warned you that the import segment wasn't going to be very long this time. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah. 
No one kidding. <clears throat> Were any no. of these games <laughs> worth anyone's time? Well, the other one I'm talking about in the import certainly isn't, but let's let Phil introduce it. Uh, you know, and I know Phil will have a great time pronouncing this title. Uh, yeah, yeah, because this one, this one, I got this. I totally got this. Totally, uh, totally uh, got this. And uh, and 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 stuff. And it's Ramna one half. <laughs> I think that was okay, the official Phil? name. That was the official name. <laughs> I, I thought your I thought the cat had come okay, in. Okay, no, I'm just I'm just messing. Moment. It's Romna one half Acne Codan. <laughs> so this well, is a game about a boy who turns into a girl who has acne. I mean, clearly you can tell that just by the title. Can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Romna one half I means he's one half boy, one half girl. He's got some sexual identity issues. Acne. Okay, that's the first five letters. A-K-A-N-E, acne. Codan, which means I can do it. So I can have acne. Totally got this. Uh-huh. I, I believe this was developed by Rumixsoft, published by Toho, for the Super Nintendo, Famicom, whatever, entertainment system, on October 22nd, 1993. Yes, it's not a sexual identity issue, at least not in the traditional sense. When splashed with hot water... Ranma turns into a boy. When splashed with told wa- cold water, he turns into a girl. <laughs> because he fell into, or he was originally a boy, he fell into a cursed Chinese spring. And that's what this particular spring cursed him with. <laughs> his dad fell into a different spring, where his dad, when splashed with cold water, turns into a panda. And eventually other people fall into cursed Chinese springs. There's, there's moose. As as everyone knows, it is a very common name in China. You you will call your children moose all the time. And he fell into a cursed spring where he turns into a duck when he gets wet. <laughs> and there's shampoo, another classical Chinese name you hear it all the time. She turns into a cat when she gets hit with cold water. Or there's Ryoga, who turns into a piglet when he gets hit with cold water. As everyone knows, the, the cursed Chinese springs are just a... Uh, a thing that you've got to watch out for. You, you don't want to get into the wrong one. And this is... The series is kind of a melding of comedy and action. And I remember enjoying it. And the game... Well, it finds Ranma's dad, who is a capable martial artist and is also a panda being kidnapped by an evil gang of cats. Oh, and uh, there's there's this plot point in the series that Ranma is actually he has a phobia of cats, which is of course never addressed in the game. And you go out, you fight a lot of standard turn-based battles where the major thing you can do is change everybody into their alternate forms. Except Akane is in there, and Akane does not have an alternate form. But mm, you, you fight a lot. There's Random Battles, it's 1993 Super Nintendo RPG, uh, was not particularly good example of the series. Did, did you ever, are you familiar with it at all, Mr. Apps? I am not. Okay. You probably would have chimed in if you were. <laughs> I've heard of it, but that's about the extent. Yeah, you should probably go check out the manga first thing nowadays, because the the look is somewhat dated for the anime. But I, 
it's an entertaining show, and I did indeed laugh at it, a lot of it. The game is this particular game is um, not a very good illustration of how to adapt property, unfortunately. But it was short and easy. See, I I can come up with something nice to say. <laughs> anyway, there, there's our import section. <laughs> you can see why we don't do it very often anymore. <laughs> Yay! Bad games. Well, there was that one that was good. You know, the one... Um, help me out here. Oh, wait, none of them. Never mind. Well, the Full Metal Alchemist game is more terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They were okay. Bleach the Third Phantom was okay. Huh. <sighs> we're going to take a break. And we're going to wrap this <laughs> up with a more positive final lap. We have returned for a more positive final lap. Persona 5 sucks. You die and you lose so much progress. And it's stupid. And they learn nothing for Persona 4. It's. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm feeling better. Where's the positivity? Positive. I I, I just want to say I don't endorse this opinion at all. Please don't hurt me. And if you don't like it, just write to askwheels at something.com because. He endorses everything I'm saying here. It's stupid. Well, stupid. He, he does need constant Q&A corner content, right? Yeah. That's true. Okay. Here's a question for you, Mr. Q&A corner. How is it in the 21st century we allow a, a I won't say random because you can see them on the screen, but a regular mob to kill your party off and give you a game over screen that makes you reload from over an hour ago? What the hell, man? This is the 21st century. Don't they know I'm a busy person with college studies and a career and everything else? What the farfanoogie, man? Persona 4, we just sent you back to the beginning of the floor. What's up with this game over screen shiz? Maybe you should suck less. Oh, (laughs) damn. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So, Proposal 5, it just sucks, man. Don't buy it. It sucks. No, seriously. Seriously, can I ask you a question? A serious question, Mr. Apps. Sure. Why? Why is it? Why is it Final Fantasy isn't like this? 
Persona 5 is so awesome. It takes everything 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. There is a clear progression of awesomeness in the series. They take what's what makes the game good, what made it memorable, and they make it even better. They fine to it. They give it more polish. They make it more memorable without changing the core essence of what it is. Because when you do that, you have to reinvent the wheel and you start over from scratch. Instead, they take what's there and they shine it to a fine polish. Final Fantasy used to do that, Mike. It used to. What happened? What happened? Well, I know you're waiting to play 15 until all of the DLC is out, right, Phil? <laughs> right, until until they come out with the Game of the Year edition for 20 bucks on sale. I have watched, like, Let's Plays, not just to the reviews, but Let's Plays of Final Fantasy 15, and I'm like... Hashtag that's not my Final Fantasy, man. I just don't get it. The story's not connecting with me. The the gameplay is it's not even Final Fantasy to me. It's it's it, I, I I know it's an old argument, but it's just like holy shit! It's an action based RPG and not a turn based JRPG. I just you're jumping all over the place like Nightcrawler and hitting things. I mean, just watching it, it's not like I I don't know. Oh, I hey, don't that get sounds it. like me when I saw Final Fantasy Eleven. Yeah. Final Fantasy. Which one was that one? Well, that was the MMO. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and the MMO, I just figured, okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you there. I was like, what is this? It's an MMO? What the hell? No, I'm with you. Well, I I think that's the thing. Final Fantasy has always been about experimentation. They just have been taking it to a higher level than they have in the past. Oh, yeah. Like, is in completely... After all, it's been... Uh, what six and a half years between main <coughs> series installments that aren't online? Yeah, and I mean, in this particular case, you need to remember that it started off not as a main entry. I think that's the important thing to remember. Like, it, it seems like it just became such a ma- massive project that it was like, okay, let's make it a main series title. But you know, what, what? Uh, I I I kind of understand what you're saying. Well, it was like all I know as a person who's been playing RPGs for three decades, is like, and mostly I start off on PCs, and PC RPGs being an R, you know, Western RP gamer, for the most part. Mostly liking tactical RPG. Final Fantasy was the game that first got me in because, uh, especially Final Fantasy 4 and 6, was because while they lacked the tactical depth of the Western RPGs at the time, it really told a really great story. It drew me in by, you know, the characters, the music, the artwork... As well as having the depth of having a party, but but what it gave up a little bit in that depth, it gave me for it gave me so much more in return. So it still had lots of depth. It didn't give up the fact that yes, at its core, it's an RPG where you do have to manage stats and party and all this. But but man, it was just this. It, it tells a story, it takes you through a well crafted story that Western RPGs just didn't do at the time. And so seven, eight, nine, all that. Persona, 4, you know, five does that at least so far but like three and four i played through three i play as y'all have listened have listened to me i've talked i've I've played through three now i played through four which by the way did i mention minky that i finally got the good ending on that game four no you didn't omg yes i had to go back to the faq and pull back like two months back to december to get the right ending with the marie thingy knocked out the golden ending and everything else uh, and and since my characters were already insanely over leveled, and I was playing on easy, 
it really was pretty much a, a cakewalk. Um, but it was time consuming because you had to play through. Even with the fast forward, which thank gosh they have the fast forward button to go through those cutscenes again. Um, but even with the fast forward button playing, it's like hitting the VCR fast forward. It moves at like four or five times the speed, but it's not instant. Just, so it still took some time to get through. Um, it took hours, but uh, pretty pretty much worth it. Um, I really did like. I can't tell you guys enough. Like if you played Persona, I'm presuming that the first ending I got. I could be wrong, but listening, but when we talked about this before, and people were like, well, Phil, I got that ending, and it was pretty fulfilling enough, and just the little bits and quips I got here and there, uh, I think that's the ending I first got in Persona 4, Golden. But if you go through and you follow the FAQs, and you get the quote-unquote golden ending, ending um, it is so good. It, I, granted, I guess you could look it up on YouTube and save yourself the time. But regardless of how you're experiencing it, it, it is definitely a step up uh, from the original ending as far as I understand it. So, Well, I recall your reaction to the first not-so-good ending was, let us say, mixed. And yeah. That- yeah. Because you do get to say bye to everybody and everything, but not to spoil anything, but you just kind of feel like there's something hanging in the air. But maybe that's something they kind of twisted into Golden a little bit. I'm not sure without actually playing through the original. Um, but gosh dang, the Golden ending is just so well done. Um, and really kind of makes it feel feel awesome about it. And then if you go from that and you go play Persona 4 Arena and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, it, it just kind of carries it on. You don't have to. But it does a good job of carrying those warm fuzzies into a new adventure and bringing in the Persona 3 cast. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, the, those games are relatively cheap and they're pretty quick to get through because they're fighting games. Uh, even though there's a lot of text to read through, though, um, they're, 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 they're worth it. Uh, the first one, Persona 4 Arena, it, it's a bit of a slosh because they make you go through same bits of story over and over again. You're seeing from different characters' perspectives I mentioned before. Persona 4 Ultimax uh, does not have that issue for the most part. So, uh, but... I, I kind of just sped red, <laughs> you know, where I knew the stories were kind of crossing over. I just kind of glazed through it, uh, but definitely worth it. Um, so it, it didn't really take that much time. I'm still working through Persona 4Q, but that's another story. But yes, are you playing Persona 5 apps? Yeah, I, I recently emerged from my Zelda coma to start Persona 5, uh, but I'm only a few hours in. Oh, you haven't cleared the first doohickey yet? No, I have not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just know that everything on Song Persona 5 is like, I gotta have that. I used to feel that way about Final Fantasy. I used to pre-order Final Fantasy, so had to pre-order Final Fantasy Persona 5. Totally worth it. So cool. And people walk by and they're like, oh, that game is so stylish. So pretty. Oh, the art style, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculously yeah. good, that is. <laughs> Remember the art style in Final Fantasy 6 in the books? Like, Final Fantasy 6 was beautiful. Yeah. But it was more, you know, at the time, it was more technological than it in the video game itself. And when you looked at the books, if you looked at the instruction book and you were like, wow, that artwork is very unique, it's very attractive, but it's not really reflected. I mean, it's reflected very imperfectly in the game unless you're looking at, like, maybe the character stream you get a bit of just because they have the artwork and the character scenes and stuff. But in the combat in the world itself, it's pixelated, right? And it's just little sprites and crap. Um, You know, nowadays... It is. It's no big deal to make a game that looks technologically good. I mean, you know, we'll say, "Ooh, ah, Horizon Zero Dawn 
uh, you know, a little bit. But, you know, a lot of games look pretty damn good nowadays from a, from that standpoint. But yeah. that style that you see in Persona 5, I can't help but look at Persona 5 and say, I don't think this is really pushing my pro- my PlayStation 5- 4 processor. But dang, it's freaking stylish. <laughs> Holy shiz. I mean, just totally. I mean, you take you take three and four and just ratchet them up three more levels. If you thought those were stylish menus and and loading screens and everything else, this is just this is on a whole new level. It's just insane. The yeah, jazzy music just, and everything—it's just incredible. Uh, <coughs> oozing style. Oozing, oozing style. That's oozing. what that's what JRPGs mean to me. It's deep RPGs. But but it's this it's drawing you into experience through a combination of music and art and storytelling that you just don't typically get with Western RPGs that feel more straightforward. Like Skyrim, make a character in a beautiful world and go forward and work your way through the story. I don't know how to explain it, but Skyrim doesn't feel artistic to me. It's very beautiful, don't get me wrong, but it doesn't you know, it's not very stylish. It's very competent. It's very, it's very well it's very executed. Boring. But yeah, it's very clinical, you know, in a way. Whereas Persona 5, oh my gosh. I just, it, it really, to me, if you could compare Skyrim to Persona 5, it really sh- compares and contrasts You can the, the difference between WRPG and a JRP for me. Just from a, you know, from that perspective. Um, awesome. But hey, what do you... What are we doing? Oh, we're talking G backtrack. That's right. Forgot about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, for a minute, I thought that we were suddenly RPG cast creating, creating some weird melding of Persona Five and Final Fantasy Fifteen, and throwing in some Q. I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's just kind of the thing. Um, I don't know. What are you playing lately, Mike? I don't know. What are we talking about? You're playing. You're playing <laughs> games. We're talking about what we're playing. We've just informally gone today taking what we talk about what we're playing. So what are you playing, Mike? Because unless you want to read comments. Did we have good comments last time? We could do that. We had a fair number of comments last time. I will see we... here. Yeah, that a little place back. There we are. Let's uh, here. That in because what I am playing will not take terribly long to go through. There we go. Yeah, we talked about ease or wise. I, I think it's called wise. Ease. Ease. I don't know where you guys keep coming up with these weird names from, but it's really called wise. It's clearly spelled Y with an S. That's wise. Not E's, not O's, not I's, not U's. No apostrophe. I keep seeing the apostrophe everywhere. Oh, yeah. No damn apostrophe. <laughs> I did not put an apostrophe in there. Yeah. I don't think it was on our site, but I keep, like, I don't remember where I was, where I saw it, but just like around the net, and I've seen it. It's driving me nuts. Around 16 minutes, there's a song of ease that starts over you. It's quite hard to follow. Thanks. And I think somebody told me on Twitter that the song was jumping in, and I fixed that. So if if you if you downloaded that, if you re-download it, that's fixed. So that was a problem. Um, he says, Cypher says, honestly, I'm glad you wrote this comment because I took that oversight as an artistic direction. Call me a Phil fanboy, but he hosted a living, can I say moo, moo, moo out of this episode. The, fil- the forums have an automatic swear filter. Oh. Uh, moo out of this episode, which easily could have been hours and hours longer with the amount of content that it tackled. Oh, I, I so lost that. I- I'm so confused. Um. 
I actually left music in. So boys and girls, yes, generally speaking, as as silly as I can be sometimes, I don't generally make a loud song jump in the middle of our conversation just for kicks and giggles. Um, so somebody had pointed that out to me in Twitter, and I fixed it because I still had all the original stuff, and it was easy to fix. Um, so if you, guys, if you guys hear that, that's not – occasionally something slips past me. Because um, I, after I edit it all, I don't go back and listen to it again to make sure I edit it correctly. And it's really easy to put something on the wrong timeline or put it where it's not supposed to be. So um, it doesn't happen very often, but if you catch it, awesome. Throw it up on Twitter. I really appreciate it if you reach out to me. So I got that fixed, so there shouldn't be any more issues. Uh, did it change my mind about whys? No. Did it give east, me a bit more east, respect east, for the east, series? East, <laughs> Best. <laughs> Based on the co-host and guest undying enthusiasm, <laughs> hell yes. And maybe with a few more devastators under my belt, <laughs> I might bravely buy the Wise Origin collection on PS4 someday. Killer episode. You know, that's freaking hilarious. I, I, that is, that is, that is awesome, uh, Cypher. Uh, you know what, dude? I'm gonna take another swig of my devastator on you, my friend. Uh, Mike, what did Omri say? Well, first he commented upon the mod edit, removing the apostrophe, saying that it had always been Y with an apostrophe S, not YS in his mind, but thanks for the fix. That he played E's on the Master System more times than he could count. That I... would be why he had uses the apostrophe, because that's where <laughs> that, <laughs> that travesty came from. And that he liked the version of E's 3 on... Genesis and Super Nintendo as much as Oath of Felgana, apparently. And that the one on the Genesis was the best. Well, I, I haven't played the Super Nintendo and TurboGrafx one, so I can't really speak to that, but I have heard that the Super Nintendo one did indeed stink. Sadly. And he chimed in and said that we do a great job with the backtrack. Hmm. Well, cool. Um... Mr. Badai says that he was reading a book about King Arthur once, and um, and they were talking about a city of lies, <laughs> and he was wondering if that was related or just coincidence. What do you say, Mike? I say that since Severin chimed in on that thread, it's probably not a coincidence. Hmm. So I guess you need to read up on French legend. That was our conclusion. I'm not well versed in my French legends, so I guess I need to become better so. Yeah, buddy. All about French legends. Um, Vive la France. Vive la France. Um, so, cool. Um, well, that was all of our comments. You can leave your comments. We like comments over at board.rpgamer.com. So, that's super awesome. And, um... Okay, I would talk about what we're gonna play next. All right, what we're gonna, <laughs> what we're gonna do the show on next, but that seems to kind of change with the wind, so we won't talk about that at the moment. Instead, we'll uh, we'll just do our roundtable. We talk about what we're playing um, that we kind of have already started informally talking about, and then we're going to um, yeah, we'll do that. So, uh, Mister Mister Minky, what are what are you playing lately? I'm playing something on Steam called Airlight Core. Airlight Core. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how to pronounce it. There's no voice acting. It's. I don't know. I, sh- I showed Mr. Apps a few our screenshots earlier, so he can tell you that it looks kind of like a Super Nintendo style game built using flash graphics. Huh. It's a little horrifying. I'd say that's a little different. <laughs> I 
I'm getting kind of into it in short bursts. I really can't see what will happen if I decide to try and power through the thing. It doesn't feel very long. Combat is kind of good. Dialogue is uh, kind of dry. Your lead character, he's a blacksmith. He's going to better his blacksmith skills by going out into the world. <laughs> his pal is cocky. You know this because he constantly makes jokes and talks about how awesome he is. And now I've got... Um, What's her face? Liana. She's a mage. I didn't know this until she just told me, oh, don't worry about that bridge being broken. I can instantaneously move people. It's called a kind of teleportation. Wow. Thanks. That could have been very helpful. And then she says it's only for places that I can see. <laughs> um, we'll see how it goes. I'm not far enough to make any firm judgments yet. I'm not that far because I've been playing something else called Jean d'Arc, which does not necessarily proceed along the same lines as the Hundred Years' War that I am familiar with. I, I don't recall... You're talking about the on the PSP? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember there being an armlet-wearing toad casting spells and holding a sword in its mouth on the French side. You'd think that would have made its way through Legend by now, but, uh, you know, the printing press hadn't even been invented at the point of these events, so I'm, I'm just guessing that the word didn't get around very fast. Same with the huge trolls and orcs and wyverns and whatnot that the English were, in fact, using to hold down France. That's that's just an oversight. Yeah, it's totally... It just, they just, they just got erased, you know. It got messed up through the copies and crap. <clears throat> but it's a pretty good tactical game. I enjoy the variety you can have with the characters, the flexibility you have on the on what they are able to equip and bring skill-wise into battle. And we'll probably talk about this game at greater length sometime in the future because it's now it's 10 years old, so it's definitely backtrack-worthy. Oh, yeah. yeah. How far have you gotten? Like, like I guess what level assure you? Uh, I'm in the mid forties. Oh wow! Holy cow! I gotta get some tips from you. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I can't really talk about where I am because people will probably proclaim this is the final lap. We're we're done with spoilers, and then I would drop a massive spoiler. So no, I can't say it. But I think I'm at my final party after someone left permanently. <laughs> it was very sad. So sad. That's too funny. Um, shoot. Anyway, those are the two things I've been playing lately. All right. How about you, Mister Apps? How's oh, Zelda? Hmm. Uh, but that, also... that's not, that's not enough. There, there are so many Zelda games. You have to be more specific. Oh, Breath of the Wild, obviously. Okay. Traitor. It's, it's See, the look, Zelda game. We don't know. We don't know when people are going to be listening to this. If somebody's listening to this in a decade, then you, you need to establish this context. Yeah, Breath of, yeah, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, everything else went out the window. But I did recently finish it, and I have gone and played some other things, including starting Persona. I've been playing uh, Tweakadin, Tukadin. I don't. Tokiden. Thank you. I think it, I think it is Tokiden. Most likely, uh, I've been playing that to work on for a review, and. Um, I've also been playing some platformers. Uh, Snake Pass 
is a platformer where you play as a snake. Uh, it's actually quite neat. And ukulele, which is pretty cool. It just came out the other day. So, yeah. Uh, I have finally, at least briefly, escaped the grasp of Zelda, but we'll see how long that actually lasts. Yeah. Mm, you're a much more patient person than I am. <laughs> Got tired oh, of actually, slipping off of rocks actually, every time it rained. Wait, did you, did you play Final Fantasy XV? If you haven't, you should probably get on that so that you can chime in with all the other people who were chiming in about it. Yeah, I've played it. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, I have also been playing uh, Has Been Heroes. I almost forgot about that. It's a quite interesting game. It's, uh, let me think of the best way to describe it. It's like a mix of The Binding of Isaac and Plants vs. Zombies. Ooh. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Well, those are both good games. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of move from square to square on a little map. Uh, you know, there'll be treasure chests, vendors, things like that. And, and then once you get to battle, you have three different heroes uh, occupying three different lanes, and each have different spells they can cast and a different number of attacks and uh yeah once you attack with one you can kind of switch switch them between lanes and there's a lot of different interesting mechanics to it the only real problem with the game is um it is incredibly hard to start off with like not totally unexpected for this kind of game but uh, it 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 also doesn't really have a lot unlocked to begin with, so it can be kind of bland. So you have to put quite a lot of time into the game before it gets really interesting. But once it does, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I've kind of been doing semi-daily runs. Although I've only had one successful one, I still am having a lot of fun with the game. So uh, I'd recommend people check it out. It's only 20 bucks. I'm going to do a review of it at some point in the near future. Yeah. Yep. Goody, goody. Um, and aside from, so I, I cleared the first castle in P5. That's really cool. Um, aside from the frustrating, oh my gosh, instant death night that I threw the controller against the wall and twittered out my rage. Um, there's this one guy, I'm just telling you, it's like in this castle and there's pretty good save points. Like, generally speaking, you, you shouldn't feel too frustrated about dying because, You've got safe rooms where you can save, and they're pretty well spaced out, at least in the first castle. Um, I felt like there was one like every 15 minutes, but I noticed that I had been through a number of fights and rooms, and it had been well over 15 minutes. It was well past, an, it was getting past an hour. I'm like, damn it, where's the next save room at? And, um, and I'm just <coughs> like, I'm worried about dying, I'm just worried it's Persona. I'm just worried, and, um, and and so you go into. I went into this one room, and I will say one of my little frustrations with Persona Five is the theme of this one. This is no spoiler; it's right in the front of the box. But you're more of a, a of a thief in this one. So there's this stealth mechanic, which gets a little frustrating sometimes because the camera and the stealth mechanic don't always get along, uh, and it's real easy to accidentally come out of stealth right when an enemy's coming around the corner. And there's a huge difference between you getting a surprise round on them and them getting a surprise round on you. Because we're talking Persona here, boys and girls. So one round of the enemies opening up a can of whoop-ass on you can really sting. Um, 
uh, <laughs> especially when you're talking about you know trying to ration your resources and everything. So um, uh, I got caught. I I saw that there was this you know bad guy, and I didn't expect him to to catch me though because I thought I was stealthing and I was, and and it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal until he got his free action, and it ended up being a, a, a an attack that literally wiped out three of my four characters. I'd never seen it before, and I'd never seen that attack afterwards, because I, later on I reloaded and went through the rest of the cat and got, got back up to that point and got through. I never saw that attack again. But it literally, mm-hmm. it was like a light ball attack that wiped out three of my four characters, with one of them being the main character. And it's Persona, Shimigami Tensei, with the main character's dead, game over. So I was just like, I was just like stunned. I was staring at the screen. I, I wasn't sure if I was more in disbelief of the fact that I just lost an hour of progress in the 21st century or, um, or that, uh, or the fact that his attack came out of nowhere and just wiped out my party, you know, but maybe I shouldn't be surprised that Shimmy got me Tensei game, but I just, I still, I was just like, what? And that's where that Twitter storm came from. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> and of course they don't let you record because recording is blocked. So in their grand wisdom, Atlas – so PlayStation 4, if you don't know, if you don't have one, PlayStation 4 is constantly recording and, 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 and your, your footage. And you can upload your last 15 minutes to YouTube or whatever, which I've had some fun doing over the last few weeks. But I found out the hard way, and you can live stream. But you can't do it with Persona because the Atlas has got, the, got it blocked. So it tells you as soon as you boot up the game, you're blocked from streaming this game. Ha-ha! Um, so ha ha ha. So I couldn't even replay that. Like normally you can replay your last 15 minutes footage and upload it. I just want to show you guys how much of a dick move that was. <laughs> you know, ha ha ha. You're dead. Start over. So I did eventually reload the game after I got over. Like it took me like a day just to cool down and got past that guy without having to engage in battle like i'm scared of him he's got the scare you know he's got the fear of jesus in me so i made sure to run around him but you see the enemies on the screen so you can you can avoid them if you're very you know fast or careful or whatever like in chrono trigger so you know so i got around him and i snuck in uh around him and there's a saver right behind him don't yes <laughs> yay <laughs> Um, and I fought him several other times because you have to go back and forth a couple times through the dungeon looking for a key or whatever have you. I never had that come up again. I did die one other time, and it was from a different guy who does a double fang attack on the main character, but I only lost like 10 minutes on that one, so. <coughs> <sighs> but the story, the color, everything so far, super, super awesome, super, super cool. We'll see how, you know, if you left it long run. Um, and then my Persona, Persona would be on my blood because I feel like I've done Persona now for like the last year solid. Um, after taking a break from Dragon Quest. I have got a new replacement DS Lite. And have been trying to resume Dragon Quest 9. So something about a girl and her doll. And the girl was dying and the doll has replaced her. And because the doll is so lifelike. No one can tell the difference between the doll and the original girl. Who's kind of like an aristocrat. Whatever. So yay. Go to the dungeon and save the doll. So that's what I'm doing. Dragon Quest 9. Retro gaming. What's Haven't that, you Mike? bought your copy of Dragon Quest Seven on 3DS? Well, I know, but I'm going to do Dragon Quest Nine because uh, I already started it. If you might recall, before Seven and Eight came out on the 3DS, so there's mm, two reasons why I'm true. trying to go through Nine first. One is that, and the second one is because Seven and Eight on the 3DS are probably better games. 
I might as well get nine done first. I get the impression that nine was not the pinnacle of the series. So not that it was a bad game, but it wasn't super awesome. Like when people talk about the best Dragon Quest games, they're usually talking about four or eight is the impression. I'm I could be wrong. That's just what I got from talking to people. Or what's that one where you get married? A lot of people talk favorably of that five. one too. Yeah, five. I, Phil, I've seen a lot of people put nine at the top. Really? Yeah. So far I'm not seeing it, but I mean, I, I shouldn't say that because I guess I guess Dragon I think, Quest games have never really been about their big, huge, long narrative. It's always been about yeah. these little small stories as you go from city to city. And in that respect, nine seems pretty cute so far. But does eight have a better overall narrative? No, I think it's just... Uh, it's the presentation more than... Hmm. And I think people looking for uh, less of a story and more of like an overall adventure-type game, uh, it's probably enjoy 9 a lot more. Because there's a lot of stuff to explore and mess around with in that game. Yeah, there's a lot of mechanics and stuff kind of under hood, which I it's one of, I will say... As much as it pains me to do so, because I think it kind of puts me in the same camp as that one poster we always talk about. Um, I always get, like, because I'm usually playing my DS, I'm not really near the internet. Because I'm usually just doing it on the go, or I'm just doing it here and there. Or I'm in the airplane. And where you put your skill points in, I'm always afraid to put skill points in anything. Because they don't really describe really well what those skill points do. And I'm always worried I'm going to get locked into something that's stupid. Okay, and silence I there. This, I can't I remember hoping, how the skill points worked in 9. I was hoping that's where you guys were going to jump in and say, there are no bad decisions in Dragon Quest Nine, Phil. They're all super valid decisions. <laughs> I, I don't, don't, I don't yeah. remember how they work. Yeah. 8 is fresh in my mind, but not 9. Not 9, yeah. There are no bad decisions, so there you yeah, go. There you go. I need to go back. I, I do need to play ease. You guys have, 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 have convinced me that Wise, or whatever the hell it's called, is a super good series. <laughs> you had it right! You had yes, it right. you did. What? Why? I did. You're right. I just said it. Wise. Totally did it right. You had it right, and then you corrected yourself to the wrong one. I think you're confused. <sighs> so, anywho, I, I I think Wise is getting higher up on my list of things to kind of do the series on. I think I'll do Wise before I do what's that one? Uh, Trails of Cold, whatever that everybody keeps bragging about. Trails, I'll probably of, do Trails of first. Sky or Trails of Cold Steel. Aren't they all like the same thing? Trails of crap? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they are. They're trails of crap. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they're just kind of all in the same bucket, right? Like the, sure. Like, when I get a high horse and decide I want to play a series, they're just kind of like what I've done with Persona. It's kind of like, ah, they're all Persona games. Or is it like, or is it the different ta- trails of whatever? Are they like, the, are they as different as Shimigami Tensei? Strange Journey or Nocturne is from Persona. Since I've only played Trails in the Sky so far and haven't yet played Trails of Cold Steel or the ones on PSP that were those horrible bowderized versions Mac talked about, um, I can't yet say. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're all like turn-based RPGs, so they're all pretty similar. They just take place in the same world and different parts of the same world. Maybe I'll mix them up with Wise. Because, you know, one's like a, one's a very story-deep, <laughs> turn-based JRPG, and the other, ones, the other ones are more action-y, right? So maybe I should just mix and match. Maybe I'll just, like, mix it up a bit. I don't know. But Ys are coming. I think Ys are coming. But I've got Persona 5 to get through and Dragon Quest games to get Because I need to finish up 
Dragon Quest Nine and do seven and eight, so I can finally say yes, I have played every single Dragon Quest. Mwahaha. Bragging rights are mine. Score achievement locked. You guys, are I don't think right any. Now. I don't think any of the main Dragon Quest games have achievements. Yeah, I know, right? Well, Dragon Quest Nine seems to have like its inbuilt achievement set, almost kind of because you got these. It's keeping track of all these stats and gives you like little titles and crap for like discovering half the monsters and things. It was ahead of its time. It was doing achievies before you guys even knew what achievies were. That's true. Yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Got a little frustrated with the trials on that one because I got like 10 super blazing suns going. There's 15 hunter tri- hunting lodge trials. And I got through 10 of them with blazing suns. And then I kind of hit a stone wall with this last one or with the next one that was on my list. And I'm really pissed because I really want all Blazing Sense because I want the really super kick-ass bow of kick-assery that's promising me for doing all 15. And I, I just feel like it's out of my reach because they've given me this impossible task of tearing off this weapon off of this Tyrannosaurus Rex and then using it to kill everything else in under two minutes. Especially since it only has limited ammunition. That kind of sucks. So, awesome game, though. Yes, um, and I'll get back to it um... So much better than Zelda. Post Anyways, Zelda. um... Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Move on. Sorry, Phil. It is not. And if you don't like that comment, ask wheels at rpgamer.com. Totally. Um, I think we already talked enough Zelda and Q&A quests, so probably shouldn't recommend people do that. Let's see here. Take down really huge, awesome robots in really compelling gameplay, or climb up rocks that you start slipping off of for minutes at a time that you start slipping off of when the rainstorm moves in. Oh, wow. Tough one. Anywho. Um, wow, that, that is terrible. <laughs> <clears throat> or... You know what my problem is? I'll tell you what my problem is. And I completely what? admit this. I don't have patience anymore. I'm like so busy so, that when games so then, ask me to have patience, like stand around and wait for the rain to clear up, and then you can climb on that rock that you set your heart on. It, it's like asking me to wait. I mean, I already have to wait in line at the post office. I have to, you know, I have to wait at work for my boss to get done with his phone call so well, he'll talk to me. I got to wait so much how, in life. I don't want to wait in a video did, game. How did you get in a Horizon Dawn at all? That game has an, a glacial beginning. What? <laughs> Like, the yes. first hour or two actually has a crap ton of storyline you work through. That's actually, like, yes, I want to know what's going to happen really, next. really slow. Huh? And like, I enjoyed it, but it, it was just really slow. Okay, okay. Whereas, so For give... Zelda, it's like, oh, here you go. Have I, fun. I don't... I, so I'll say... I will say, like, from a pure gameplay perspective, I agree with you. Because you don't get to fight a lot for those first couple hours. I like the fact that there was so much story going on. I was curious. I was, like, enjoying all the dialogue I, and stuff. Whereas I don't think I but, feel like they didn't need any of the parts okay. where she was a kid but at all. Let's I just let's just say I agree with you. Let's no just say I agree whatsoever. with you. Cut cut. But you know what? That's <laughs> two hours out of I'm 45 hours into the game and I'm not done yet. Whereas with Zelda, it's a core gameplay mechanic that you've got to be patient. It's not at all. <laughs> I gotta wait for the rain to stop before you climb the damn rock. There's only some places where it rains frequently. I gotta wait for the rain. Well, there's only a few places. That does not happen as often as people try to make it out to be. Uh, yeah. And then you can just you can just go somewhere else. There's no requirement that you sit there and wait. There's no requirement it took me for you to be patient. five minutes to get out to that damn rock I saw in the distance because the idea is open world. You see that rock, you can climb that son of a you know what, right? So I get my horse on it. 
I get on my little my little horsey that I finally tame. Glup, 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 glup. I get over there. I have to fight a few things on the way because dang nabbit, there are things that need to die. And I get there and the rain starts. And I have to wait because I could go somewhere else, but I've already taken the five minutes to get out there. So do I waste another five minutes going and looking for a temple somewhere or whatever, following my little Doppler radar doohickey that beeps at Or you can speeds? find the little camp and advance time to the next day. To when it's it, it'll take me five minutes to find a freaking camp. You can't, I don't I don't have the little doohickeys that let me build fires in the rain so I can just pass time right then and there. That would be cool. That would make the game a little bit more, you know, living convenience for me. But I don't I, – I, is there such an item that you get later on? Because I'm eight hours in and I've not found this item. I don't I have know. To find I barely had, to f- had any frustrations waiting for rain to, to climb Stupid somewhere. Ass rain. It, it's not, it's incredibly infrequent that that happens. Stupid there's like a few, there's a few areas where it rains a lot, and you kind of have to figure out a way to deal with that. Or that's have it. you started climbing up a rock, thinking you could get up there, just to find out no, you really don't have enough stamina to get up there. Yeah, it's, it's part of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's called wasted time. Learning, yeah! learning your limitations. It's yeah. not wasting your time. In, in Horizon Zero Dawn, if I'm up against a rock that I think I can jump over, I hit the jump button. I either make it or I don't. That literally took a fraction of a second. Okay, too much rock for me to jump on. Can't do it. There's no handholds there. Moving on. But in Zelda, climb up. He climbs so Climb, climb, climb. Oh, oh stamina bar's getting to red. Shiz, hurry up. Come I'm on, sorry. you can make can, those last few steps. Can, ah! can you climb any ledge whatsoever in Horizon Dawn? Because that was not my experience. There are some things you can jump on, and there's some things you can't. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd rather have that than to spend five minutes climbing up someone and find out, totally oh, wait, discreet. not enough stamina bar to get up there. Now, to be fair... If you have you do to learn a, your limitations. It's stupid. There's no way to know. Yes, I mean, there you, is. you have to take a you guesstimate. Have a bar. You have to take yeah, but the bar you won't notice if you if you guesstimate that you point, can't make at it. At some point you'll you'll learn a, a oh. general size you can climb up. From from general trial and error, which takes time, you will eventually learn to guesstimate better that that's and too much rock or not enough rock. A general part of any sort of game. Of, of a patient gameplay. Game sure, sure, absolutely. Absolutely. And pen and paper RPGs, though, I tell unless, you. Unless you want a game to say, here, you can do this, and or no, you can't do this, then do, trial and error is going to be part of any game. I do kind of appreciate RPGs that do say, your stat in acrobatics is 10, you can jump a 10-foot chasm, or you can jump a 10-foot rock. Sure. Well, that, and Zelda so I don't waste really time. Gee. Yeah, yeah well, this is true. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, there is a mechanic to overcome some of this. In Zelda, to be fair. Increase your stamina? What's that? Increase your stamina? Yeah, that still doesn't address the core issue I'm, I'm expressing about not being able to, you know, to get, you get three cores up on a rock to realize you're almost running out, right? But there is there is something in the game, and that's called food. You can pause the game, go into your sub menu, yep, and eat a food, and there's certain food that restores your stamina. And, and you can also learn, learn to spot little ledges where you can rest. Oh, I've tried that, Michael. Oh, trust me. You think I haven't seen that little ledge up there? I'm going, if I could just get that little ledge, I'll be safe and I'll be able to recover another bar of stamina. And you get up to that little first, so you've either got, you either didn't quite have enough to get that little ledge that you thought you had. Or my favorite one is you get to the little ledge, you stand up and you're like, yes, I made, oh, fuck! 
judge as you <laughs> as you find out the hard way that that was at a slightly too high of an angle and your feet are going to slip as soon as you stand up on it and you fall back down anyways and you didn't recover any salmon in fact you lost some so yeah no it's it, it's a bittersweet thing whether or not it works it's gambling and it wouldn't be such a big deal if i wasn't gambling with my time but yes there is food you can eat but then that requires cooking gathering which again to be fair horizon zero dawn ask for some of my patients sometimes because if you do full paw combat really bad and you lose a lot of health and medicine you got to go collect crap mm. so there or is run a, out of run out of arrows run out of arrow materials i haven't had much problems with arrows i will say like in the first five hours yes but after that it's just i got i actually end up selling so much arrow material that it's all <laughs> over the freaking ground Um, But I do end up doing medicine runs quite often, but it's probably because I suck at the actual combat and I take more damage than I should. But I I don't know. I I think uh, I do end up spinning and feeling a little frustrated at the medicine collection time. So, but I usually try to save that for when a friend calls. Oh, friend's calling. Time to go collect some medicine because I can talk and collect medicine at the same time. It's busy. It's just time consuming. Running around and stuff. But yeah, no, that isn't my favorite mechanic either. I like to be able just yeah. to buy the medicine. I've got a crap ton of money, and I've got lots of extra arrow parts. I like to be able to do swap for medicine. Mm. So, oh well. Uh, but they're both great games, as we said before. Oh, yeah. I just like to net pick, especially when, especially when <laughs> Phil's precious free time. When I have like one hour a night to play, and I feel like I've wasted 45 minutes of Persona from that guy who kicked my ass or anything, that's where I get... That's I think and Michael Cunningham has that same feeling. Have you noticed that Mike? He says on uh, he loves Dragon Quest games because in Dragon Quest games when you die, you don't get a game over. You just go back to church and you lose half yeah. your gold that you don't have in the bank. I disagree with him on that point. Because <laughs> you have a lots lot. of free time? <laughs> it's not about free time, it's about the element of danger. Like I can keep I can I can go back to the save point and be safe, or I can keep go digging in further. And possibly be, you know, make make a lot of progress. It's kind of the risk reward thing, and I don't think you get the same satisfaction of that if there's no risk. If it's like, oh, whoops, whoops, I'm back at the end. Whoops, I lost some gold. I'll never be able to get some more of that. You notice, know, so like Persona Five, have you done that? Have you run back to a save point before? Uh, still pretty early, but I, I've done that in past Personas. I found out like, in Persona. Okay. F- I, I did that in Persona Five. When I ran, we haven't really saved rooms before in Persona games, I don't think. But in Persona Five, I kind of made some progress. Decided to run back to the save room to save before pushing forward again. The monsters respawn. Ooh, ooh, which is really kind of scary in a Persona game, only because and Persona Four and Five, anyways, um, they do share the one thing in common where your limiting factor is SP. So it's a battle of attrition against you and the monsters if you're trying to get the most out of your day. So yeah. when there's lots more random encounters suddenly and you're looking at half half empty SP gauges, you're like, oh shiz. <laughs> Did, I was able to sneak past uh, 80% of them, so it wasn't the end of the world. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. But um, no, you're, you're right. There is definitely that anticipation. Like I will say, as I was getting further along in Persona 5 and realized I had not met a save room in a while – it was like, ooh, this is, on one hand, super exciting. Can I get to the next save room? Can I get to the next save room? But when I died, it was, mother shackles. <laughs> and I just felt frustrated because it was I didn't feel like I, I had a chance to win that. If I feel like I had a chance to win it, man, stupid. 
intense ape pain. In <laughs> it wasn't even one of those light death, you know, those one of those light dark instant death. I don't think so. It was just that he did a crap ton of damage. But maybe I could have capped off their hit points. I tend not to tap off the hit points. I tend to keep it at like three quarters because I don't uh, use yeah. the healing spell. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm talking about, right? Yeah. You do it too, don't you? I've made that mistake before. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. There's a little shutting up shop talk. Uh, but anywho, what are you guys playing? We like to hear what you're playing, especially if you're playing retro games. We love to hear you talk about it. The forums at rpgamer.com, so just head on over there uh, and jump on the latest RPG backtrack thread and let us know if these shows, like we talked about, we loved hearing all of y'all talk about, yay, I'm going to get into Wise now. Um, so let us know if these shows get you interested in some of the uh, the old-fashioned games that are out there. We'd love to hear from you. You can also hit us up at Twitter, at JC Servant, at Jumason, and more importantly, Ask Wheels. <laughs> totally, totally, Ask Wheels. Hey, by the way, Mike, almost forgot to mention Total Kitchen Sink stuff. But I, I think we almost – did we mention about Mystery Science Theater? We mentioned at the very beginning. Everybody who listens to shows knows that Mike, Minky, and I are fans of Rift Tracks and the old Mystery Science Theater shows. If you've got Well, Netflix, that was a new Mystery Science yeah. Theater. Yeah, and it's on Netflix, right, Mike? Yep, that is where it is. Didn't you – you, you said uh, – what were they doing for the first show? Reptilicus. Reptilicus. So absolutely yes. – if, if you always wondered – what would Denmark making a giant monster movie look like? Now you can find out. <laughs> yeah. Super awesome. And um and uh and and it's 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 still being headed up by, by Joel, right? As the creator of the show. He's the creator and he's in the writing room. He's not on the screen That's... all the time anymore. Yeah. But um so yeah. I would definitely encourage you to, to to go and check it out and support them and watch the shows and stuff. Um, as well as check out Netflix because they always got stuff. I mean Netflix. I mean uh, Rift Tracks. They always got fun stuff on Rift Track. Um, Cooley. And hey, did you know uh, what are the best shows that are out there? Have you got any of you guys ever watched Babylon Five? I haven't actually. So I was talking. Uh, I have. You have. You said, "Oh, yes. I have." Like it's not awesome. Okay, I'm hanging up. On no, you. I was. I was. Uh thinking of something else for a second but yes i have watched bound five that's more enthusiastic i appreciate that um so (laughs) did you watch all five uh, seasons no i watched a lot of it though um so my loss too (laughs) because i haven't either so (laughs) but i've had so many people tell me how awesome it is and and i just haven't sat down and gotten around while we're talking about things we haven't watched i haven't watched doctor who Oh, yeah, yeah. But anywho, I've had so many people tell me about how awesome Babylon, you know, 5 is or whatnot. And I was talking, I bought the DVDs, I've started watching through them. Seems pretty cool so far. But I've had so many people tell me, you've got to watch the whole thing because it's one of those few, few uh, shows where they have a beginning and middle end. Like they planned it for five whole seasons, not just we did one season, hope it worked out. Um, really well written if you stick with the whole thing. Uh, so with that being said, I was just talking with one of our other team members at RP Gamers Slack chat. And he was like, you know, Phil, I've, I've heard about Babylon 5. I just don't know where to where I can stream it at. Like, it's not on Netflix or anything. Well, I have found it. And you can find it at go90.com forward slash shows forward slash Babylon. They're, all the seasons are there. Don't know how long they're going to be up. 
Uh, it's by Verizon Entertainment. I'm pretty sure it's legit. I got no viruses. I've watched a couple of episodes there. Works just fine. Uh, it's actually got an app as well. So you can actually download the, this app and play it on your iPads and stuff. But it's a really great old sci-fi series. Um, so if you're looking to scratch that itch while you're playing uh, a slurry JRPG on your DS, uh, it's not a bad way to go. So that's my little TV plug for the week. Um, I think that's it. RPG RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com, your home for news reviews and home to the best gaming community on the net. You can head over to RPGamer.com and read all of those articles. Plus, check out our sister podcasts such as the RPG Cast, the Q and A Quest. Uh, I'm missing one. Active topical banter. It's active topical banter and articles written by Buckethead, Palehead, whoever. Just <laughs> name them. They're there. Articles Cuphead, written. Like, Barrelhead, Spoonhead, <laughs> Spoonheads, uh, Forkhead, Good old Spoonhead. I don't know. Noodlehead. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and the such. And you get reviews done by RP Gamers for RP Gamers without any sponsor bullshit or, uh, you know, people paying us for reviews or anything like that. You're getting honest feedback um, from the people who grew up and love RPGs. So, you know, go and check it all out. We got reviews up for Ginsa Wanderer, Mass Effect Andromeda, Tyranny, Story of Seasons, Tree of Towns. We got all that and so much more over at rpgamer.com. Leave us your comments, as I mentioned before, on the forums and hit us up at Twitter, especially if I stick a song right in the middle of the podcast while we're talking. Let me know about that. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening. Mr. Minky, do you want to put us to sleep? Uh, I suppose you could just go watch the entire run of One Piece right now and... I guarantee you will not be able to watch all of it without fast-forwarding before falling asleep, because there's just too much of it. Good night.
RPG Backtrack is a production of RP Gamer, your source for RPG news, impressions, reviews, articles, and home to the best gaming community on the net. Write your questions and comments on our boards or email us jcservant at cyberlightcomics.com and help shape our future shows. Don't forget to follow us on twitter.com forward slash rpgamer and become our biggest fans at facebook.com forward slash rpgamer. As always, listen to our previous podcasts, as well as our awesome sister shows, the RPG Cast, the Q&A Quest, and the Active Topical Banter, all at rpgamer.com.